They can wait a few minutes, I guess. It'll be 10 minutes probably. Yeah, I mean, we, we only have three, so I'll start about 9.35. Let it roll in. Dino's going to do his first. Yeah, and then we'll save the soccer kids last. Yeah. Yeah, a proclamation for uh, for Anna, the drug-sniffing lab. Hmm? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll roll with the proclamations in just a minute or two if everybody wants to grab their seats. We only have a few to get through today, but they are three very exciting proclamations. So stand by for a couple of minutes. We'll begin our proclamations with Councilman Dino Bonanno this morning. Since I only see one man of the cloth here, I assume you're Father Molinero. Good morning, everyone. Is this on? That's one, two, three. 
Test, test, test. We're on air. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Uh, I'm pleased to have with us here today Father Louis Lou Molinelli. Might have kind of ironic that a Rumble boy's here celebrating a Shaw priest. <laughs> it's all one family. It's all one family. Um, Today we're here to proclaim um, Father Molinari, who is a longtime uh, priest at Archbishop Shaw and is beginning leaving us soon. So we're doing a proclamation here today for his service to our community, especially to Shaw High School. And I'll read his proclamation. Whereas Father Lou, Louis Lou Molinari, did I say that right? Okay. Good Italian man, just like me. Has presided over Archbishop Shaw High School as the school's director for the past 10 years. And whereas under Father Molinari's uh, leadership, Archbishop Shaw School and the local Catholic community has continuously went off again. No, there we go. Okay. Uh, it has flourished. Archbishop Shaw's campus was greatly enhanced under his leadership and expanded with the construction of the Eagle Athletic Facility, a 2,500-seat multi-sport facility located on the campus, as well as other renovations to the existing facilities, including the new science lab, an engineering and robotics wing, the Don Bosco Hall student workspace, and many other upgrades and amenities. Whereas Father, Father Molinari was instrumental in the sale, open, I'm sorry, the safe reopening of the Archbishop Shaw High School after the governmental mandated closing due to COVID-19. Um, whereas in addition to his service to Archbishop Shaw High School, Father also served, as the commu served the community by assisting with the ministry at many churches on the West Bank, including St. Martha Church, Infant Jesus of Prague, uh, St. Rosalie Church, St. John Bosco, Holy, and Holy Guardian Angels Mission, St. Cletus Church, St. Joseph Church, and St. Anthony's Mission. And whereas Father Molinari has announced his departure from Jefferson Parish following his appointment as the next province youth ministry delegate in New Rochelle, New York, effective July 1st, 2021. And whereas this council wishes to recognize and commend Father Lewis Molinari, for his years of service to the Jefferson Parish community and wish him well in all of his future uh, endeavors. And we're declaring today, Wednesday 28th, for the Lewis Lou Molinari Day in Jefferson Parish. Thank, Thank you, Thank you to everybody. It's been an honor and a privilege to be here for the past 10 years um, and to serve the young people of the West Bank in a, in a special way. The Salesians of St. John Bosco have been on the West Bank for 87 years when we arrived in 1933 at Hope Haven to take over the care of the orphans that were there. And that ministry has expanded to Archbishop Shaw and to many other ministries on the West Bank. Um, I never thought I would find a home anywhere else but New York. And I have found that my 10 years here, this has become my second home. Thank you to all of you, and God bless you. You want to come on down and take a picture? This was your idea. Get up here. I, you know this young lady. Oh, I know this young lady very Thank you so much. 
if we can get our uh, furry friend that's in council chambers to come up with her handler, please. It's fine. They haven't been used in a while. They need to clean. Anna's not having the chair. It's fine, Anna. We won't do the chair. Uh, Anna is a heroic drug-sniffing Labrador retriever who has worked for the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office uh, for quite a while. And uh, Detective Adrian Thompson is Anna's handler. And if you've been to the, to the Alario Center for events, you've probably seen him around there. He does a bunch of things over at the Alario Center. So we have a proclamation to honor Anna and her heroic work. Whereas Anna, a drug-sniffing Labrador retriever working for the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office, suffered an injury to her nose while on duty searching under a home. And whereas Anna's handler, Detective Adrian Thompson, was unable to offer proper first aid response to Anna's injury on site, and whereas because he did not have proper first aid equipment, Detective Thompson had to use a t-shirt to stop the bleeding as he rushed Anna to a veterinarian for treatment. And whereas this incident inspired Detective Thompson to create Anna for Paws, a nonprofit dedicated to providing emergency first aid kits to working canine teams. And whereas Anna for Paws has partnered with the Southeast Louisiana Veterinary Association and local veterinarians to provide the first ever canine first aid bags to the handlers who work at the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office and police agencies all over the region. And whereas these unique first aid kits have equipment to handle major traumatic injuries like stabbings and gunshot wounds, as well as assist in smaller injuries such as cuts, burns, and bee stings. And whereas Anna for Paws has donated dozens of canine bags across the region and hopes to expand the donation reach uh, outreach nationwide. Now therefore, the Jefferson Parish Council, the governing authority of Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, hereby proclaims that Wednesday, April 28, 2021, shall be known and celebrated as Anna for Paws Day in Jefferson Parish, Louisiana. Congratulations. And I don't think Anna's going to speak, so we'll let Detective Thompson speak for Anna this morning. So I will say that Anna generally speaks with her face. She's got such a great attitude that you always know what she's thinking. But uh, I appreciate you guys having us out this morning and hearing a little bit about what we have going on. Um, Anna is such an amazing dog. She started as a puppy at a kill shelter in Idaho. Sorry, I love my dog. So she started at a kill shelter in Idaho. Uh, she was rescued by a guy who trains canines there. He tested her out, knew as a very young dog she was something special. So he pulled her out of the kill shelter Fast forward, she ends up here with us in Jefferson Parish, where she had an amazing 10-year career. Sadly, in August of 2019, she had a career-ending injury. She was medically retired from the sheriff's office in December of 2019. But when she was injured, when she was slashed across the face, it planted a seed that we had to do better for our canine teams. You know, agencies will spend $20,000 on a dog, but they won't spend, typically won't spend $500 on a first aid kit. So that planted the original seed. When Anna went out on injury, I knew that I had to keep her active and keep her engaged in the community. And I wanted, to, I wanted her legacy to move forward. So we created Anna Four Paws in her name, and we're now using that to provide first aid kits to uh, police agencies across South Louisiana. We're eventually going to start moving up, and then hopefully nationwide very soon. 
So it was a great story, and you know, it's it's kind of bringing her back to life a little bit. You know, she's been on the couch for the last year and a half, <laughs> so getting her out of the house and you know, getting her in front of people, and she's seeing all her old handler friends again and her canine friends. It's you know, it's kind of giving her some uh, some exuberance again. It's it's good to see. So thank you guys for having us out and you know, hearing Anna's story. Awesome. Anna has certainly earned it, and if you're looking for the Facebook page, it's Anna the number four pause on Facebook. And there's a website too, right? The website is coming. We're on okay. Facebook and Instagram currently. Facebook and Instagram, Anna for pause. Congratulations to Anna, and I'll give you the proclamation <laughs> since Anna is not going to be able to pick it up from the Jefferson Parish Council. Congratulations. And if y'all would like to come and take a photo. Anna, you get to be in pictures today and everything. We've got her, uh, our uncle Smudgy in the back. You guys know Michael Smudgy. He's going to assist with the photos. I've learned working with dogs, you must always have a toy. You must face the camera. This is one of the first aid kits, too, right? Yes. These are the first aid kits, too, by the way. I want to call her? Yeah. Yeah. Hal, hold the first aid kit. Right. There you go. You hold the first aid kit. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, never work with children and dogs, they say. Okay, ready? Hang on. Hang on, sir. I think I might know. Yes, thank you. Straighten up. Okay. All right, we're good. This works. One, two, three. Okay, perfect. Go get your treat. Thank you. So what do you think? Treats. Thank you. Another proclamation. Thank you. This proclamation is on behalf of Councilman Template, who is en route from Grand Isle. He's uh, behind a log truck and traffic is slow. So Councilman Template will join us once the meeting gets started. But this uh, proclamation will honor Jefferson Parish, JPRD United, from the Jefferson Parish Soccer Academy. They're champions. Big hand for these guys as they walk into chambers. Congratulations. Nice medals, too. And notice they're wearing shirts with the new Jefferson Parish logo as well, or the, the Pelican uh, seal. So let me introduce everybody to you first who's here today. I believe everybody is here. All the players are here? Okay. Keith Cattinger is one of the coaches. There's Keith. John Paul Ferran. Jose Ferran Jr., George Cano. 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 Don't leave anybody out. No. All right. Players, Clayton Gust, Owen Carter, Cole Carter, Maxwell Daigle, David Epperson, Kane Gwynn, Ashton Hinyu, Aaron Cattinger, Jackson Kerber, Ryan McDonald. Did you raise your hand? Okay, I didn't see it. Finn Monahan, David Quintana, 
Jonathan Sanchez, Matthew Spire, and Tyler Tassin. Big hand again for these guys. Congratulations. And after I give them the proclamation, I'll let one of the coaches speak on their behalf. Whereas the Boys and Girls Jefferson Parish Parks and Recreation Department, JPRD, 11 and 12 Soccer All-Stars, made Jefferson Parish history in traveling to Baton Rouge, Louisiana over the weekend to compete in the Louisiana State Open Cup Soccer Championships. And whereas this was the largest Louisiana State Open Cup tournament in state history, comprising 90-plus teams from across Louisiana, and whereas both teams consisted of JPRD athletes from all over Jefferson Parish playgrounds that were assembled from an open tryout back in March, and whereas the teams had three weeks of training and culminated with the state finals, and whereas everyone worked extremely hard in preparation for this opportunity from the JPRD administration to the coaches to the parents and, most importantly, the kids, and whereas the young JPRD athletes exemplified the utmost character, sportsmanship, and competitive spirit that is always expected of our kids, and whereas the boys took home the U13 Louisiana State Championship on Sunday evening by defeating Baton Rouge Soccer Club in a nail-biter, two to one. And whereas the boys battled and prevailed over a club team that plays year-round while also showing a tremendous amount of resilience after losing to the same Baton Rouge team the previous day, 2-0. And whereas the girls went one and two on the weekend, defeating Lafayette Soccer Club by a score of 2-0 on Saturday afternoon. And whereas this council, on behalf of the citizens of Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, wishes to congratulate the Jefferson Parish Parks and Recreation Department and the boys' JPRD 11 and 12 Soccer All-Stars for being declared the 2021 Louisiana State Open Cup Soccer Champions. Now, therefore, the Jefferson Parish Council of Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, hereby recommends and recognizes and commends the Jefferson Parish Parks and Recreation Department and the boys' JPRD 11 and 12 Soccer All-Stars for being declared 2021 Louisiana State Open Cup Soccer Champions. Congratulations once again. And we have a certificate of merit for each of you in the proclamation for whichever coach would like to claim it and for uh, Kane as well to be the holder of the team's proclamation. So come on up, whoever wants to come to the microphone. You can, we'll let your coach, go ahead, you talk first. You can go for it. He's, he's slow getting up here, you got it. Uh, thank you for everybody that supported us. We only, we just got together for th like four weeks and like it's good that we just came out to the tournament and won. And I'm just knowing some of these kids' schools. So. <laughs> Congratulations. Anybody else? Anybody else? What's your name? What's your name? David Epperson. That was David Epperson, team spokesman. Now we'll have one of your coaches. Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, I didn't really have anything prepared, but um, kind of being thrust upon the scene. But anyway, um, I, want, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody here on the council and especially JPRD. Uh, we came to JPRD about... Um, about six, eight months ago with an idea and a plan to take the JPRD All-Stars to the Louisiana Open Cup and no real plan in place, just we were kind of like, hey, give us this opportunity and we can see where we can go with it. And the kids were absolutely brilliant the whole weekend. Um, we took kids from all over the parish, from uh, playgrounds all over the place. The kids did not know each other from, from anyone else, uh, but they came together as a team what was so brilliant was that 
during the practices and during the weekend, uh, you couldn't tell who was from Pontiff, who was from Girard, who was from Little Farms, who was from whomever. But the kids genuinely enjoyed each other. They enjoyed each other's company. And you could really tell on the field and off the field. We had an enormous tailgate for all the parents and everything. It was, it was just a great experience for everybody. Um, but once again, I can't be more proud of the kids for their growth and their development throughout the, this last month. And, um, and thank you again to Mario Bazile and his entire staff for giving us this opportunity uh, to take this, these kids uh, to the next level. So thank you, everybody. We'll try and gather up here for a picture with everybody. Y'all come up here, turn around, and face that way. And here are the uh, coaches' certificates on there. Thank you. Y'all can take your mask off. Take your mask off for the picture. Take it all the way off. All the way off. Matt, take it off for you. Trent, Cole, take your mask off for the pictures. Your parents came always. All the parents came up. Whatever your parents And this will be on the Facebook page, the big picture with everybody. Congratulations, guys. Congratulations. And yet, everybody who didn't hear me, the pictures will be on our Facebook page too, and you can grab grab those.
Our seating, if you haven't noticed, people in the back, it is open today. If, as long as you're comfortable where you're seated, you can sit anywhere you'd like in the council chambers today.
Where is... turned you on. Alright, good morning everybody. We'll take your seats. We'll get started in just a second. I have more paper up here than the law should allow. Must be the day after the governor overturned a mask mandate. There's a lot of things happening. All right, good morning once again, everybody. Thank you for being here. This is the Jefferson Parish Council meeting, Wednesday, April 28th, 2021. We're at the General Government Building, 200 Durbany Street in Gretna, Louisiana. This meeting is now called to order. As you probably heard by now, the mask mandate by Governor John Bell Edwards in the state of Louisiana was lifted yesterday. Uh, it's something we're going to be discussing at this meeting today uh, at certain points, um, and your, your opinions are welcome as well. But the way it stands right now in all public places, uh, public spaces, restaurants, cafes, whatever the case may be, you're not required to wear a mask in Jefferson Parish. Individual businesses may still enforce a mask mandate in Jefferson Parish, and it's their right to do so. And we'd ask that if a business does choose to enforce a mask mandate, that you don't hold it against them because they're doing what they believe is best for them and their staff and their employees. So please try to remain as civil as possible during this period because it is a period of transition. I saw a lot of people going into businesses today that weren't sure what to do because they knew the mask mandate had been lifted, businesses weren't fully informed of it yet, and mask mandates were still in place. So it's going to take a while to get used to going back to almost what we were before. But at the same time, let's make sure that we don't lose the progress that we've made. It's still important to mask in busy places and busy public settings and make sure that you're taking the proper precautions when it comes to social distancing, especially if you're around people who may be at risk um, and they're not vaccinated. You want to take those precautions. I do encourage whoever's not vaccinated to get vaccinated. In Jefferson Parish, we're doing pretty well when you're comparing it to the rest of the state, the vaccination rates. Um, but that's how we get to where we want to be as fast as possible is the more people get vaccinated, the better off we are as a parish. So with that being said, um, I'd like to first begin this meeting outside of that with a few um, people who would like to remember with a moment of silence today. Uh, we've got four individuals to remember, and I'll, I'll mention the first one before I pass to the microphone to Councilman Bonanno and Parish President Lee Sheng. And Councilman Templet is, has arrived. We welcome him from the trip back from Grand Isle. The first moment of silence is for Dion Gulledge. Uh, she is a former uh, EMT with the parish. She was the first EMT to die of COVID in the state of Louisiana. She was a paramedic for East Jefferson EMS for 26 years. I know she was loved by fellow EMTs. She was loved by the medical community. She meant a lot 
to that community, and she will be sorely missed. So please remember Dion Gulledge in our moment of silence today. Councilman Bonanno. Thank you, Chairman. Um, unfortunately, last week we lost a parish employee who was well known to many of us who have served through Katrina, BP, and a lot of other events like the Christmas tree um, recycling program. His name was Lance Stansberry, and actually his, tr his twin brother, Lee, also worked for us. Lance worked for the Park Ridge Department for about 15 years until he left to go take a job in the private field, but he died at a very young age, unfortunately, and I ask that we recognize a moment of silence in his name. Our President Lee Shane. There it is. Hold on. Don't push anything. It says you're self-muted now. Can you unmute? Okay, there it is. Is that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, the parish has lost um, the crew of ISIS Captain Cheryl Gorman. Um, she has passed away due to COVID. I um, got to know um, Ms. Gorman when I was the District 5, and I, I'm sure Councilman Van Riken has worked closely with her. Um, but she took over the crew of ISIS um, during the time that I was the District 5 um, council member, and I um, saw her passion over, over taking over that organization um, from co-founder Joyce Blondeau. Um, and most recently, <clears throat> she moved the route in um, the year before last when we couldn't have um, Carnival last year. She moved it to Kenner, the Kenner route, and many of us were at that parade, and we saw her in her glory, and we saw how proud she was to have a new route and the new excitement um, to her crew. So um, she was a very kind person, um, and she was a friend to many, so we want to keep her family and the crew members um, from the crew um, in our prayers. Um, also, um, a very sad news, Lawrence James Warren departed this life too soon on April 13th on the capsized wreck of the Sea Corps vessel. Um, this was a family member of uh, a member, one of our employees uh, in juvenile services. So um, Mr. Warren was a proud Coast Guard chief engineer. He was a chief marine engineer and a member of the Maritime Union. Um, he, and he was working on achieving his certification to work on even larger ships. Uh, he traveled the world on, on merchant vessels in the tradition of his late grandfather. So I'm sure this was a um, being a mariner was um, a source of pride in their family. So our hearts and, and prayers are with a member of the JPSO, um, I'm sorry, not JPSO, Jefferson Parish family, um, who, is, who is grieving at this time. Because now we can remember Dion Gulledge, Mike Stansberry, Cheryl Gorman, and Lawrence James Warren. Thank you. Madam President, would you please announce your guests who will give the invocation today? Thank you. Um, it's certainly my honor to introduce Pastor Dennis Watson, who is the founder and lead um, pastor of the Celebration Church. I got to know uh, Pastor Watson much better uh, during this past year for COVID, and I have to say he was always there for us whenever he called. Uh, we called on him, and he was always there willing to um, make sure that we, we knew that they were ready to help us in any way that they could, and, and, and we certainly appreciate that. But Celebration Church, as you know, is a multicultural, purpose-driven multi-site multi church that began in 1989. Uh, since that time, the Celebration Congregation has grown to help start 10 other churches in South Louisiana 
eight churches in other U.S. cities, and 103 churches around the world. One of Pastor Warren's passions is training other pastors, as well as business, educational, and government leaders. Um, certainly as a result of his leadership post-Katrina, um, Pastor Watson was named as an honorary senator and congressman by the government leaders of Louisiana. So he and his wife, Vicki, have two adult children and a son-in-law and three grandsons. So I would like and thank Pastor um, Dennis Watson for being with us here today. Would you join me as we pray together? Our Heavenly Father, we come to you today in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you for your presence and your help during this difficult and trying time. In the Old Testament, the Bible says that you are a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting Father, and the Prince of all peace. And so we thank you in this past year for your counsel. We thank you, Lord, that you have helped, enabled us to overcome many obstacles and struggles and trials. We thank you, Lord, that you've been an everlasting Father to us. And we thank you for the peace that you've given us, even in the most difficult, trying times. Lord, on behalf of the people of Jefferson Parish, I want to thank you for the excellent leadership that we've had here in Jefferson Parish in this last year that has been like no other year. We thank you for President Cynthia Lee Sheng, Lord. We thank you for those who've worked alongside of her on the Jefferson Parish Council, for Mr. Bonanno, for Mr. Edwards, for Mr. Impasado, for Mr. Lee, for Mr. Templet, for Ms. Van Rankin, and for Mr. Walker. We thank you, Lord, and we pray for your continued blessings upon their lives as they lead this parish, as they lead the people of this parish. We need your help. We need your wisdom. And your word says, if any person lacks wisdom, let him ask and you will give it to us. And I pray that you would continue to impart wisdom to these excellent leaders that we have here this time. Your word also says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. May you direct the paths of the leadership of this parish today and tomorrow and in the days to come. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you, and congratulations for remembering everybody's name off the top of your head. That was impressive. Could I get Mr. Brian Adams uh, to lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance, please, today? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Sorry, Mr. Adams, I forgot to tell you before the meeting that you were going to lead the pledge. I was tied up with uh, soccer and dog proclamations. Madam Clerk, can you call the roll, please? Chairman Walker. Present. Councilman Template. Present. Councilman Edwards. Present. Councilman Banana. Here. Councilman Lee. Here. Councilman Impostata. Present. Councilwoman Van Rankin. Present. Parish President, Ms. Lee Shannon. Yes, yes ma'am. And I've completed the roll. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Madam President, the floor is yours to address the council. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, I'll start off with COVID, as I always do. Fortunately, our five-day average still holds uh, at a low number with 27 cases. Um, our vaccination counts for Jefferson Parish are a little over 31%. Um, the new order, as you mentioned, Mr. Chairman, um, much anticipated from the governor, was will we'll stay consistent with the governor's new order. My um, mask mandate 
um, proclamation actually expired um, yesterday evening, and we signed a new one as well to be consistent with the governor's mandate to lift um, the mass mandate in Jefferson Parish. So the new order will um, start today and be in effect for the next 28 days. Um, as you mentioned, there are, as the governor mentioned on his order, which we're required to follow, there may be a few exceptions. So many state offices will maintain the mass mandate. Um, in line with the state. Um, I also signed an order to keep the mass mandate in place at our Jefferson government facilities, and I believe there will be a discussion on that later in this um, council meeting. Also, those riding public transit will be required to wear a mask. All schools, K through 12 schools, colleges, and universities will be required to keep the mass mandate, and all healthcare facilities will be required to keep the mass mandate as well. Um, outdoor events will not have capacity restrictions any longer. Indoor events can go to 75% capacity or um, 100% if masks are required at the event. And although the mask mandate is removed, obviously the public health recommendation um, still encourages people to wear masks because we know um, it has an effect on positive um, public health outcomes. And private businesses also, as you mentioned, Mr. Chairman, can continue to mandate uh, mask wearing. So we continue to have free COVID testing at the Alario Center. We want to remind everyone from um, Monday through Friday from 8 to 4, Saturday from 8 to noon. Um, vaccination sites this week that we are involved in is the Shrine on Airline. Um, today until midnight, this is the second doses from VACSEP. So this is um, Vaxcess. Um, all those people will come back today. My daughter's included in that number. Um, Jefferson Parish Health Unit is doing um, uh, every Wednesday from 8.30 to 3. And Heritage Hall in Kenner is giving out Moderna vaccines. And all, all of these that I've mentioned actually are Moderna vaccines. Um, Heritage Hall in Kenner today from 3 to 7. That is no appointments, first come, first serve basis. So we want to remind everyone of the new program we started, um, the COVID hotline for homebound vaccination programs and paratransit um, vaccination programs. If you need any assistance or if you can't leave your home, we will come give you a shot. 504-518-4020 give you a shot if you're homebound, take you to get a shot um, with physical assistance if you're a paratransit. Uh, I want to thank, I, I was in Baton Rouge yesterday, so I was not able to participate in this, but our emergency management team, along with many Jefferson Parish departments and other partner agencies, conducted a public-assisted evacuation exercise yesterday at Delgado on Airline. Um, obviously, the purpose of this annual exercise is to test each agency's uh, plan to evacuate the citizens of Jefferson Parish ahead of a disaster. So we want to thank the many organizations, and there are probably 15 here who participated um, in that event. Um, in line with the congratulations that you gave to um, to the soccer um, team, I also want to mention that. Uh, we want to thank the Jefferson Parish Soccer Academy, and I also want to thank um, our recreation director, Mario Bazile. Um, I challenged him to think out the box. Uh, I come from the sports world. Uh, many of you, you are, uh, I know as well, where your teams participate in recreation and participate in clubs. And prior to this time, there was always this, you know, um, kind of um, one or the other, and, and for my kids, part of the year we would play in recreation and part of the year we would play with clubs, and never the two shall meet. And I challenge Mario that the, the, the loser in that is the athlete. Uh, the loser in that is the family who's having to pick one over the other. And the loser of that really is the individual athlete because we have to admit when you do sports and you, you, you do it all year long, um, sometimes the better games are in club ball um, because the gyms that we have have to do many sports throughout the year and they can just specialize. And so really the athletes, the, the, the losers. So one up, next level thinking is taking this um, all-star team and these, these students from all different um, gymnasiums and playgrounds in our parish and forming and entering as a club team. 
So the win was huge, but behind the scenes, um, the new structure was also huge, and I wanted to make sure um, that was not lost on anyone, and congratulations to the girls doing this as well. And we hope to see this um, continue. Um, so I want to thank, um, again, um, Soccer Academy, Jefferson Parish Soccer Academy, as well as Mario uh, Bazile's um, great thinking on this issue. Um, we'll be happy to announce that all 11 senior uh, centers in Jefferson Parish will open on May 3rd. So we look forward to programming that and welcoming our seniors back, as well as um, uh, our Jefferson Parish Recreation is doing a special welcome back to our Golden Ager. So it's good to get those um, those programs back going again. So last week we had a Golden Ager's um, event for the West Bank. This week um, we'll host an event for our Golden Ager's on the East Bank. Um, so we know that programming had to be suspended during uh, last year. So we're happy um, that the Golden Ager's get to um, enjoy one another's company again. Um, also in recreation, we want to make sure everybody knows that the new recreation fall guide is available at the office and at the local playground. So please make note of that on the many classes that are available. Um, baseball and softball leagues are currently be con being conducted now. Summer basketball will be offered at Nicholson Playground, um, as well as a first ever lacrosse league is in the planning stages for November. And then be mindful that summer camp registration is going on as well. So lots of new things going on, and it's good to see that opening up. Um, one of the issues on for you to vote on today is about the name change for our um, animal, what we call our animal shelter, which we want to now call our Jefferson Protection and Animal Welfare Services, JPAWS. Um, this is a significant change. It's not only a name change, but it is a change that reflects the kind of work that we do now. Um, when we, many of you were here, Councilman Lee, you remember when we were on the council together, you know, back in um, 2009 and 2010, the animal shelter, um, we, we had to deal with those issues a lot. And we were euthanizing thousands of animals a year. You will recall um, all, all that we had to do that. We're a completely different organization now um, because of the leadership. Uh, Michelle Brignac is our um, animal shelter director. Um, and as in her words, this name, J-Paws, um, is to signify what we stand for, community involvement, being the voice of the voiceless, and providing resources. So um, our live release rate um, for the shelters was, was 88%. Um, in, through COVID, we took in over 4,000 animals. Um, almost 1,200 of those were adopted. Um, 1,600 were sent to rescue, and 787 were re reunited with their families. So in 2021, we expect our re live release rate right now is eight, over 89%. Um, so very different from how it was years ago. I want the public to understand why we're turning into a rescue organization is because we no longer euthanize for space, which was something that we were engaged in before. Um, only severe medical um, or severe aggression um, has to be approved for euthanized animals. So um, we hope you will look favorably on that name change um, because that is, uh, represents the work and the strides that um, they have accomplished there and through, um, and it was a great event. Many of you were there when they brought the, um, the de-stress day last week for the animals to see our employees. And I saw many of you there. So thank you for that. Um, I'd like we have some new hires. Ms. Keishel Jones is, is hired to be our community outreach director. I know many of you got to meet her during our agenda meetings. And also Sarah Babcock is our new chief administrative assistant. Um, one of that, and I, and, and I think you wanted Sarah to introduce herself, but um, 
Sarah comes from a public health background. This is kind of a new hire that we've done in Jefferson Parish. What we realized this year is the pandemic um, sort of saw that we didn't have um, a public health office. Uh, we were relying on the Louisiana Department of Health, but beyond COVID, um, the, the need that comes up and we're in many discussions on mental health issues, on homelessness, on youth programs, on our aging population, um, and plus much of the federal funding coming down will be involved in, in public health and we want to be at the ready for that. So what Sarah brings to the table is that background in preparedness and emergency response, but plus um, she knows where a lot of the federal dollars are. Um, so we can start drawing down some of that because we are a parish that should get our share of federal dollars for public health given um, how old we are as a parish and, and many of the social issues that we, we have. So I think um, she will be a great addition to our team. I know you mentioned you wanted her to introduce herself, so if I could call her up briefly. Um, because she will be working very closely with you. Sarah? Good morning, Council, and thank you, President Li Shang, for the introduction. Um, I just wanted a moment to come and introduce myself to all of you, um, just a little bit about who I am and, and what I've done. Um, I'm not from Louisiana originally. I grew up in a rural area of central Pennsylvania, but I've lived in New Orleans for the past 10 years. Um, my undergraduate degree is in biology with a master's in public health from Tulane. For the past eight years, I've worked for the New Orleans Health Department. My specialty is in public health emergencies. So with the city of New Orleans, I created the city's special needs registry to identify elderly individuals who have mobility challenges and individuals with severe medical needs who need extra assistance in evacuation, but also other emergencies. I've also um, overseen all sheltering operations in the city of New Orleans over those um, eight years and led the city's response to Ebola, Zika, and for the past year and a half or so, the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, in addition to emergency preparedness over the last two years, I've overseen our population health program. So this includes enforcement of environmental health ordinances, developing health policy, overseeing communications across the board. Before New Orleans, I worked for the state of Florida in disease prevention um, and health promotion, a lot of which that uh, focused around HIV and other um, sexually transmitted diseases. So as you can hear, I, I have um, done a lot of work um, across the public health spectrum. I work really closely with the Louisiana Department of Health, um, a lot of different community organizations. Um, and I think that I really bring to the table a way that I can see the way things interact. I can see the way um, parish departments play a role in health, even if it's DPW or water or parks and rec. And so I'm excited um, to take over some of the COVID work, um, expand testing, and particularly looking at vaccination throughout the parish. Um, you know, as, as Chairman Walker mentioned, um, only 39% of Jefferson Parish residents have had their first vaccine and 31% their second. And while that is leading the state, the state is trailing the nation. Um, and what we really need is for, uh, to expand those locations, to offer more vaccines in places where people go every day at the grocery store, at the laundromat while they're waiting, you know, at the barber shop, meeting people where they're at, making vaccines more accessible on weekends and evenings. But we also need all of you as council and the public, if you've been vaccinated, if you can encourage just one person to get vaccinated, then we'll be at our 80% and reaching herd immunity so that we can get fully 
uh, back to normal. And so um, I look forward to, to working on COVID, but also, as President Li Shang mentioned, also really examining the other um, health behaviors, health outcomes across the parish and looking for ways to improve that for all of our residents. So thank you. Thank you, Ms. Babcock. Does anybody have any questions for her? Does that conclude your remarks, Madam President? Yes, that does. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you. Uh, yes, Councilman Impostato. Uh, Parish President, you talked about um, recreation, and I wanted to kind of dovetail on that and say thank you to yourself and Recreation Director Bazile for an upcoming quasi-recreational um, development within within District 4 that I think is a big announcement for the parish for the first time in or really for the second time in a decade the first time in five five maybe seven years uh, the professional volleyball uh, tour will land in Jefferson Parish and um, the AVP um, American Volleyball Professional which is the professional volleyball organization um, has announced that they will uh, make one of their national championship tournaments for the first time in several years back here, um, not in New Orleans, not in, a great, in Jefferson Parish, uh, within the city of Kenner at Coconut Beach. And um, as you know, we reached out to your office, to you and Mr. Bazile, asking for some assistance where the Recreation Department may have some resources to assist and make this um, economic development activity take place. And uh, we were greeted with open arms, and it looks like everything was done that is needed and, and candidly where we weren't getting the help from frankly some of our arms that uh, our nonprofit arms that probably should have been more intimately involved in helping make this happen um, our parish and recreation department stepped up and so uh, I'm very excited to announce first weekend in June uh, it'll be here in the city of Kenner so um, thank you for your help in that and I know uh, you were at the last one, so I'm, I'm going I'm to be presumptuous and say you may make this one too. Councilman, I know you're a volleyball family and so am I, so I'm sure we'll see each other there. Anyone else? Thank you, Madam President. Uh, now, uh, at the request of Councilwoman Van Franken, we're going to take number uh, 13 from the addendum agenda out of order if there is no objection to doing so. Is there any objection to the motion by Councilwoman Van Franken to take item 13 out of order? Uh, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, please read 13 from the addendum agenda, please. A resolution authorizing a cooperative endeavor agreement between the Parish of Jefferson, the State of Louisiana, and the City of New Orleans for the redevelopment of West End. And we'd like to welcome New Orleans City Councilman Joe Jerusso here with us today as Councilwoman Van Franken will open a discussion amongst the two of them and anyone else who'd like to join in. Yeah, this is a, a really exciting day. It's been a long time in coming. Uh, I wanted to come down to the podium because this has been a partnership. And um, if you saw Councilman Jerusso um, walk into the chambers, you know as many people in this chamber as any of us. Um, it just reinforces that we have artificial parish lines in terms of, you know, we are one region, and so we do so many things together. So this is one of those occasions we get to celebrate. What you see up on your screen now, um, and, and any time you, you see West End or hear about West End, I've never had an occasion where immediately the discussion didn't turn to, oh, I remember going to this place. Oh, I love going to this place. I know I have those memories. Now, I got a little um, shock yesterday when one of the youngest members of my staff said she didn't remember West End. <laughs> so all the more reason to bring it back. 
so that those fond kind of memories that we all have uh, from West End and all the fabulous restaurants and activity that used to take place at West End um, can once again return. Of course, uh, the landscape at West End changed dramatically uh, with Hurricane Katrina. So many of those places and memories washed away. And so um, it has been a long time in coming, uh, but we started the effort back in 2016, and we'll just show a, a few slides to, to orient people um, to where we're talking about. So the bottom left-hand side of the screen, you see Bucktown Harbor, um, right over the uh, levee from great restaurants like Arno's and Dini's, Station 6. Um, you see the permanent pump station there, which is that, um, that kind of aqua-colored roof. And then the site that used to be West End would be north of that permanent pump station. Uh, you still see actually the, the kind of shadow of the, um, some of the pilings still out there. So the Corps said that we could not build on the site where our restaurants could not rebuild on the site where they used to be because that's now where those pumps uh, do their work for us um, in situations where uh, the gates are closed and the pumps are on. But what used to be the old parking lot of West End, that site can be brought back into commerce. Um, and, and that is an opportunity for our region. So this is the site. That's the old parking lot, um, partially owned by New Orleans, partially sitting um, in Jefferson, the side closest to the water being the Jefferson side. And the state land office, of course, uh, is involved because this is reclaimed water bottoms. So lots of different entities, obviously, um, had to come together and start talking about bringing West End back. Back in 2016, we started the discussion. In 2017, this feasibility study was put out, um, and Jefferson, Orleans, um, the Corps, the State Land Office, our engineering departments, our planning departments, um, the RPC helped us kick off this feasibility study, our region, Regional Planning Commission. Councilman Geruso um, was integral in that effort, um, and uh, as well as his predecessor, Susan Guidry. And so what this walked through with some of the conceptual improvements that we can envision out at this site again. And we went through some exercises. Dana Brown and Associates uh, led this effort, um, laying out some different options. How could things look on the site? Where could the buildings be placed? Where would the parking go? Um, we looked at some parking and traffic estimates. We looked at utilities. How will utilities be brought back to the site? As well as bike and pedestrian connectivity uh, between our parishes and access to this site. So we've been doing a lot of legwork to get to this point. And what we're uh, excited about today is item 13 on the addendum agenda is a cooperative endeavor agreement that will be between Jefferson Parish, the city of New Orleans, the state of Louisiana, uh, putting us on record that we will work cooperatively to redevelop this shared cultural asset of West End. And that is what we're so excited about um, today. And so I want to bring up our partner in this effort, Councilman Joe DeRusso, my counterpart on the New Orleans side of the 17th Street Canal. Thank you. Good morning, Council. Good morning, Madam President. It's an honor to be here today. Uh, honestly, to not be talking about COVID or Pump Station 6 is a nice little break in the action. And this is something that is important for all of us. You know, I almost want to start off by the thanking tour that's almost like the Academy Awards because there are so many people to thank to how we got to this point. The Council itself has been a part of this. Council Member Van Franken, I think, has given herself short shrift with how many meetings have been involved to get to this point. You saw the feasibility study 
study happened under my predecessor, Councilmember Guidry. We have been working on this now for four years, and we are now just at this point. And of course, we needed the help of the Regional Planning Commission crossing those important lines. And as the member of Council District A, my district abuts two different Jefferson Parish districts. So it's incredibly important that we have that ability to work together. And of course, the, the mayor's office, Mayor Cantrell and Jeff Schwartz and our economic development have been incredibly important about helping to help us push this forward. You know, Councilmember Van Franken spoke briefly about the economic development that this will give and the uplift that it will have for both of the parishes. But I think there's something more to it than that. Yes, it is true that we will have something new here. Yes, we will restore this historic area to having, whether it's restaurants or retail or some sort of commercial development there. But also, it is a sense of regionalism that we keep on talking about, but we don't actually see happening in practice. And this is, I think, an opportunity for all of us, all of us, to share in this moment of what we can do by continuing to working together, not just for a couple of weeks, but really for years on end. And Councilmember Van Franken alluded to, and I'd be remiss if I didn't add, I'm a Lakeview kid. I grew up going to Fitzgerald's every single Friday, and I'm sorry your staff member doesn't remember what it was like out there, but this is an opportunity for us to create those memories again. And there's, there's something special. I think sometimes when you're in the midst of government and you know that you're trying to worry about your taxes, what does your revenue look like, you forget about some of the basics that we provide to people and memories and, and, and understanding what we do as a community uh, gets lost. And the fact that we are going to connect Jefferson Parish to Orleans Parish, that we're going to work on recreation in a way that has done. Councilmember Impostato, you just mentioned volleyball. What can we do to have more walkability, bikeability, potentially bring back something like Coconut Beach in this area? Uh, that, is, that is what is uplifting to us about this project. We still have a lot of work in front of us. We're going to do public meetings. We have an RFP process. So we, we are not done yet. But this is truly a partnership between the state, between Jefferson Parish and Orleans Parish, and I'm, I couldn't be any happier that we're moving this along. And I also think it shows a sign as we are emerging from COVID that we are looking to what our future looks like, that we have a lot of change that's happened, with, obviously, within the past year. But here we are trying to revive two different regions and making sure that Jefferson Parish success is Orleans and vice versa. Thank you very much. I'm happy to answer any questions that you may have. It was a pleasure being here today. Again, I know many of the council members were talking to uh, Councilman DeRusso, so if you have any thoughts or comments, we will keep you updated from here because this is going to be a regional effort. This is not about one district, uh, not about one parish. This is going to be about all of us bringing this site back and working cooperatively. So we look forward to that work happening uh, with the administrative team, the parish president, all of the council members, um, and, and bringing this site back that's so special to us. So I welcome any comments you, you all may have. And then I know Mr. Al is standing ready to, to comment as well. Thank you, Councilwoman Van Franken and Councilman Jerusso. Good to see you here today. So we'll now go to. Uh, are you going to speak on this item, yes, sir. Mr. Al? Okay. We'll continue with this before we go to where we know you'll be in a moment in front of the podium Absolutely. again. Absolutely. I'm going to stay standing. Al Morello, 4260 East Loyola Drive, 5th District, Kenner, 4th District, Unincorporated, Jefferson, 49 years. I support this resolution. I like nothing better than to see that West End area redeveloped and looking at these pictures bring back a lot of fine memories. And I'll tell you, I'll share some of those memories with you. 
1955, they had Swanson's out there. They didn't show Swanson's on there. But uh, if you ever heard a song by Benny Grunch and the Bunch, Take Me Back to New Orleans Rock and Roll, he talks about the two-speed Cushman Eagles parked at Krupp's. That's not on there neither. But uh, that was me, me, my brother, and some other uh, of our friends who lived in uh, Jefferson Parish at the time. And as far as Fitzgerald's, I went to school with Penny Fitzgerald at Mattery Junior High, as a matter of fact, back in 1961. So anyway, I support it, and I love nothing better than to see it come back. Once again, looking at those pictures, fine memories. Good old days. Anybody got any comments, any questions? Thank you, Vassell. I do. Look forward to seeing your power walk out there at West End. Uh, <laughs> is there anybody else on this issue? <clears throat> Councilwoman Van Franken, uh, your motion on the resolution? Oh, are you going to speak on this, Mr. Kendrellosi? Oh, I'm sorry. All right, here's the question I have, is why we're doing an endeavor with the city of New Orleans. We have many of great areas, like the city of Gretna, to do something like this, like the city of Kenner, like the city of Harahan small cities that we can do this. Why are we taking our tax dollars to have somebody like Latoya the Destroyer destroy it? So here's the question I have is why are we doing that? Why are we, I'm, I oppose this for the simple fact is as long as we have somebody like Latoya the Retarded the Destroyer is how I call her on, on the radio is Keep it civil, Mr. In, in, in office is why, why are we going to continue to do business with a city like this? This, city, this woman has destroyed the city of New Orleans. Businesses are dying in that city. So why are we taking our tax dollars to put into a city that's being destroyed by a destructive woman like this? And so I'm against it. I oppose it. And I hope other people oppose this because this is not something that I want to see my tax dollars go into. When we have plenty of areas right here in this parish, we can do. And if I was on the parish presidency, which I'm running for, that's gonna, that would not happen under my watch. I would not allow something like this to happen. Thank you, Mr. Cangelosi. Point taken. Is there anybody else who would like to speak, oh, would like to speak on this issue? Councilwoman Van Vranken. I uh, am going to um, simply say that I think uh, anyone who looks at our region um, as a whole, Lake Pontchartrain is our largest asset. And um, to ignore economic vitality for our region along the lake would be um, would be silly. So we're really excited about the future possibilities out at this site um, and look forward to bringing it back and working cooperatively again with the state and the city uh, and our parish um, to bring this site back. I move for approval. All right. Any objection to the adoption of that resolution? A motion of Councilwoman Van Franken, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so order. Now we're to the part of the agenda where anyone who'd like to appear before the council regarding a resolution on the agenda or addendum agenda can come forward now. You have to fill out the speak to uh, request a speak card in the back of chambers with your full name and address. And thank you again, Councilman Jerusso, for being here this morning. You have three minutes. Go ahead, Mr. Al. Almarella, 4260 East Loyola Drive, 5th District, Kenner, 4th District, unincorporated Jefferson, 49 years. 35, 36, and 37 change orders. 35. Uh, an increase of $95,431.14, uh, an additional 44 working days. Item number 30, uh, 36, uh, uh, an additional $9,676.54, uh, with a total of, with an addition of 90 working days. Item number 37, 
uh, an increase of five hundred and thirty-seven thousand seven hundred seventy-five thousand seventy-five thirty-three, with an additional hundred and four working days. Need an explanation on that? Now, eighty-one. I support that resolution, and I want to say this concerning the Justin Parish Housing Authority. Now, I want to see true oversight by this council with that troubled agency, and I don't want to see any bias whatsoever of any of the appointees that you all appoint to that board. So, true oversight, and every now and then give us a little update on how the operation is doing over there. Anybody got any comments, any questions? Thank you, Mr. Al. Thank you. If we can have somebody meet Mr. Al for 35, 36, and 37 uh, to explain that to him, and anybody else who would like to get details on those items, please. You can just do it. We're gonna, we do it outside from now on. So you can go meet Mr. Al out front. Hi, Mike Marcello, 768 Marlene Drive. Uh, last council meeting, you know, we're going to discuss about the water bill guarantee. I don't see it on the agenda, but um, recently I tried to get water put in my name, had this really obnoxious thing on it saying that as the owner, I am responsible. Well, I own rental property. So... I still don't believe I should be responsible for a tenant's bill if they don't pay it. Um, what's going to be next? Am I going to be responsible for their electric bill? Am I responsible for their car note? Am I responsible for their um, Cox cable bill? I, I don't know. Um, if it's about money, I have a couple ideas. First of all, y'all could probably consolidate the council chambers. There's really no need to have two East Bank and West Bank offices, in my opinion. Second, reduce staff. I'm sure if um, there's probably one or two people in each department that could probably be let go. Raise fees. If somebody doesn't pay their bill, go up on it. Collect the funds. Shut off the water if they don't pay it. The fourth thing, if you need money, possibly sell off used property, unused properties that y'all have in stock. That's all I have to say about that. Councilman Bonanno. Sir. Sir. Yes, sir. There's going to be three ordinances read into summary today. Okay. To address that issue. And the homeowners, I mean, property owners will not be responsible for water bills. We call them utility bills. Utility bills that are placed in the name of a tenant. So we're going to okay. rectify that situation on May 18th. Okay. I've, I've contacted Ricky Templet's office um, in Casey, I think her name is. Um, <clears throat> the only thing I've gotten response was they asked my phone number. That, so. Now, we've worked with the administration, um, both of us cooperatively, to develop new language that addresses all those issues, and it'll be um, read into summary today. And again, that will right. up for adoption on May 18th. Thank you. Any other questions? Thank you. Stephen Leonard, uh, my business location is 245 Villamer Place in Terrytown. My home address is 528 Dolhan. In regards to the water as well, um, some of the ordinance, having read some of the 
expected summary ordinance being read in today. It stipulates in there, if you go through it, that the homeowner will ultimately become responsible should they not pay. Um, if I could get a printout, I got it on my phone, I can, you know, dig it out at some point and show it to you. But the, the fact of the matter is, is, is having sent emails to all of you as council members and President Li Shang, as well as corresponding with the director of water, uh, Sydney Baz, Basley, um, that you're just not collecting. You're, you're not going after the people. It, it's written into the summary as well that you're going to ask for a social security number, a tax ID. When we turn water on, they're asking for my tax ID number. So you've already got it. There's just no collection efforts being made. In some cases, there's been enough complaints about the uh, postal service in the Gretna area not getting bills. I've actually received bills from both the parish as well as Entergy and Atmos months after. And I get a call from them at least. If you took one person from the water department and just simply had them sit there and call some of these people, I'd, I'd be willing to bet you of the $5 million that was referenced at the last meeting, that you're all in arrears, they probably would pay it right over the phone and deal with it. You know, but, but allowing, like in my case, residents, tenants, to put it in their name and then maybe put it in their spouse's name, there's no trackability there. There's got to be some workaround. And I, I do believe having or receiving Social Security numbers, tax IDs, knowing where they are. I mean, as a, as a landlord myself, as a property manager myself, I will help you guys figure a solution, but simply collections is the start. If you're owed $5 million, send them a letter, make a call, turn it over to a third party. I, I, I would believe you'd probably get half of that money out of sheer, we didn't know. We didn't know. So um, whatever's being done, I, I, I do think that when it's being read in or the ordinances or summaries that I've seen, it does stipulate, and you change the word from applicant to um, applicant owner or something like that. It references owner, but then in the verbiage, it actually does say that if they can't get collections from a resident, the owner's still ultimately responsible. That it, it that will not happen. It I I appreciate that, and, and again, okay, as long as it's on the resident, you know they're the responsible party. And in, in, in regards to mosquito and trash control being part of the residence, resident, or the property itself, you know, at the end of the day, when somebody moves out, pull the meter then. Come pick up my trash can. Because if I don't need water at the property and it's going to be sitting for three months while I do something to it or I just let it sit, I don't need to pay for that. Thank but you, that's Mr. more Leonard. service to you guys. And I'll I, let you wrap up at your time's up. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Ms. Elena, collections is a part of the new process. I, I did see that, and, and, I mean, it should be already. Uh, you know, whether you have a third party or not, again, I think if you call some of these people, they don't even know that they owe money in some cases. Just for clarity purpose, that bill is now going to follow the individual who had the account and not the property owner. So wherever they show up again at Jefferson Parish, that's going to be flagged in the computer system. That's a great part of having computers, and the collection process will be initiated. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you. Mr. Chairman, if I could, yes, um, this was one of the things in terms of more aggressive collection that we were going to start when we started, and then when COVID hit, um, it just completely changed the landscape of that. We were not shutting off. We were not. So it's it's a regroup after COVID that we're going to do. So uh, we appreciate, you know, um, the conversations that we've had with you all. And as um, Councilman Bonanno says, um, our, our um, 
Uh, we do not want to hold anyone who does not hold that account responsible, um, but we will shut off quicker and we will be um, more diligent in our collection efforts, meaning that we'll turn it over to a third party. So those will be addressed in the ordinance. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else who would like to speak on items on the agenda or addendum agenda today? All right. Ordinance is to be deferred now. Is there any objection to the deferral of items one through three to May 19th on motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. We do have one executive session item today that we'll revisit at noon. So we'll move past there to the public appearance agenda now and subdivision ordinances. Madam Clerk, item number five, please. Summary number 25663, resub a part of lot seven, Ilbon subdivision, WS19020, Council District 1. We can waive the reading on this item. So now we'll open the public hearing for summary number 25663. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Madam Clerk, note that one person is coming in favor so far. Hi, um, I'm Kelly Dalton at Residence 9552 Barataria Boulevard. It is my property. I, I'm the one with the applicant. So I just wanted to say, obviously, this is something that I do want to move forward with. Um, I know we had some issues when we first had our PAB meeting. Um, but we did go back and we fixed those deficiencies, so we should no longer be deficient with anything, so we should be up to standard. We do plan on putting in the hard drive and a fire hydrant. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, speak on behalf of my neighbor, Ms. Stacey Guidry, who would be living, who is the neighbor, who would also be on the Lot 7C side. She is also for this. Um, obviously, she couldn't be here because of work today. Um, but that's really all I wanted to say. Thank you. Thank you. Are you also in favor, ma'am? Okay, go ahead. My name is Ashley Dalton. I'm at 118 Jane Lane in St. Rose, Louisiana. Um, I am a part of the Dalton family. I'm trying to build on Lot 7C. Um, as Kelly Dalton stated, we are gonna we put in a waiver for the 25 foot because uh, the minimum was for 50 feet. But as stated with the planning department, they said we could waive that for 25 feet to not take away from their minimum of the lot that's currently there. Um, and then we agreed to put in the hard surface for fire, and then we're going to uh, put in a waiver to, or not a waiver, we're going to put in for having a fire hydrant put in place for the safety of fire to get back to our lot 7C. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else in favor of this item? Is there anyone here who is opposed? Madam Clerk, note that two people appeared in favor of item number five. Councilman Edwards, your motion on item five? Can I mute? Is there any objection to the approval of summary number 25663 on motion of Councilman Edwards, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item number six, please. Summary number 25664, resub of a part of lot six, Oakdale, section B. WS14220, Council District 1. We can waive the reading here as well. So now we open the public hearing on item number uh, two five, uh, summary number 25664. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed? Madam Clerk, note that no one has appeared. Councilman Edwards, your motion, and you were self muted last time you tried to speak. So you, we, your mic wasn't open. Uh, I move to approve. Is there any objection to the approval of summary number 25664 and motion of Councilman Edwards, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Item number seven, please. Summary number 
summary number 25665, amending the official zoning map and the official future land use map of Jefferson Parish for certain lots or portions of lots bounded by Harvey Boulevard, Lakeland Drive, Lake Salvador Drive, and Manhattan Boulevard, more particularly amending the zoning from R1A to R1B and R1D, and amending the future land use for the urban residential to suburban residential, as recommended by a study authorized by Council Resolution Number 136, 329 WZ221, Council District 1. We now have the public hearing for summary number 25665. Is anyone in favor? Please come forward. Yes, good morning, Mr. Chairman, members of the Council, Madam President. My name is Lydia Jemison. I live at 3521 Lake DeSalmons Drive in Harvey. I was asked by the Stonebridge Property Owners Association and the Stonebridge Neighborhood Improvement District to appear before you in support of this study. We want to commend the Planning Department for doing such an excellent job. For many years, we've been worried about the existing zoning, which does not match our existing development pattern. We thank Councilman Edwards for initiating the study. We thank the Planning Advisory Board for their support as well, and we urge your approval. Thank you. Is there anyone else in favor to speak today? Anyone opposed? Oh, I'm sorry. You're, you're in favor? Go ahead, sir. Bruce Laburn, 3621 Lake Catherine Drive in Harvey, Louisiana. I'm a resident in Stonebridge for way over 30 years. Just a little bit of quick history here. Uh, the Stonebridge Property Owners Association, very, very active uh, group. They meet every month. They've been talking about this for at least 12 months. The Stonebridge Neighborhood Improvement Beautification District is a taxing district within this neighborhood that was formed for the purpose of protection of the, of the property values. They meet once a month, and they've talked about this for, for at, least, at least a dozen meetings. Uh, those groups have formed a, a neighborhood group, a grassroots group, called the Planning Advisory Team, uh, get, led by Gilda Joseph, who could not be here today. She's got uh, illness in her family in Seattle, uh, and Lydia whose letter is before you today. Um, there have been several Zoom meetings hosted by the planning, uh, by the planning uh, department. The planning advisory board meeting, which you all know about, is part of the process. There have been a lot of meetings. Uh, and I, I'm going to tell you, I'm very proud to have observed these things and to know that our governmental structure and system really does work. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I am uh, Ed Woolman at 3739 Lake Aspen Drive West in Gretna. Um, I'm the chairman of the Stonebridge Neighborhood Improvement and Beautification Board, and I just wanted to reiterate what my uh, what everybody else said that uh, we do very much support this, and we think it brings things more in line with the way the neighborhood is developed. And we have a letter that is signed by myself and Don Peterson, president of the chairman of the uh, SPOA, the board there. And we would like that to be admitted into record here. And uh, that's it. Thank you. Thank you. Madam President, council members, my name is David Andignac, and I reside at 3701 Lake Kristen Drive. Uh, I've been there since 1988, and I'm uh, one of the founding commissioners of the taxing district uh, that was created by the state and by Jefferson Parish 
uh, to protect and enhance the property values in Stonebridge. Uh, we feel, well, at first, we would like to thank you for your consideration of this reclassification and think this charge is perfectly in line with what we've been charged to do by the state and by the parish. So we thank you for your support. Thank you. Anyone else here to speak in favor? Is there anyone opposed? Madam Clerk, note that four people spoke in favor of item number seven. Councilman Edwards, your motion? Move to approve. Any objection to the approval of summary number 25665 on motion of Councilman Edwards, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Item number eight, please, Madam Clerk. Summary number 25666. Amend Chapter 33, Unified Development Code, and Chapter 40, Zoning of the Code of Ordinances of the Parish of Jefferson, to add a definition and establish off-street parking requirements for a flooring store. We can waive the reading here, so we now open the public hearing for summary number 25666. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed? Madam Clerk, note that no one has appeared. Councilman Edwards, your motion on this? Yes, sir. Any objection to the approval of summary number 25666 on motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Council on motion of Councilman Edwards, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item number nine with amendments, please. Summary number 25660, amend ordinance number 4704 to revise rules for section 5.3 and section 5.9. Um, and the amendment is as follows. Uh, language was removed from sections 5.9b and ca, and the language removed was up to a maximum of his normal daily base hours. Is there any objection to the amendments being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Councilman Templet, your motion regarding the amendments? Any objection to the adoption of the amendments? A motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. So now we open the public hearing for summary number 25660 as amended. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, note that no one has appeared. Councilman Templet, your motion. Any objections to the approval of summary number 25660 as amended on motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item number 10, please. Summary number 25667, amend the Jefferson Parish Code of Ordinances, Chapter 2, Administration, Article 5, Departments, Division 20, Animal Shelter, De Department relative to a name change, amending Section 2-406 through Section 2-408. We now open the public hearing for summary number 25667. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed? Madam Clerk, note that no one has appeared. Councilman Templet, your motion. Any objection to the approval of summary number 25667 on motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item number 11 with an amendment, please. Summary number 25668, amend ordinance number 13709, the executive pay plan, to incorporate the new class of work entitled Senior Assistant Parish Attorney 2. And the amendment was to add... Um, assistant title. Is there any objection to that amendment being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Councilman Templet, your motion regarding the amendment. As amended. Any objection to the adoption of the amendment on motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. We now open the public hearing for summary number 25668 as amended. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed? Madam Clerk, note that no one has appeared. Councilman Templet, your motion on that. 
Any objections to the approval of summary number 25668 as amended on motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item number 12 now with an amendment. Summary number 25669, amending the 2021 operating budget. And the amendment is to allocate $6,135 from Council District 3's West Bank Riverboat Gaming Funds to recreation account number 21830-2534-068-7683 for jackets for the West Bank Biddy Team. Any objection to that amendment being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Councilman Templet, your motion on the amendment. Any objection to the adoption of the amendment? A motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. So now we open the public hearing for summary number 25669 as amended. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed? Madam Clerk, note that no one has appeared. Your motion, Councilman Templet. As amended. Any objections to the approval of summary number 25669 as amended? A motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Resolutions and motions from the floor today. Madam Clerk, please call the roll. Uh, Mr. Chairman, item number 13. Oh, did I skip that? I'm sorry. Jump right past it. <clears throat> Madam Clerk, item number 13, of course. you got to do that before you get to the rest. Summary number 25670, amending the 2021 capital budget. We now open the public hearing for summary number 25670. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed? Madam Clerk, note that no one has appeared. Councilman Templet, your motion. Any objection to the approval of summary number 25670 and motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. If I may, Council Chairman? Yes, sir. <clears throat> I just wanted to make a note in, that in what we just adopted, uh, this will be the first public announcement. Um, we are moving $150,000 of uh, tourism money in the District 4 account to appropriate for Uncle Sam Jam on July 3rd. So um, we, we had already made preparations even prior to the governor's announcement yesterday. But I can tell you from the district, I just want to make it clear to the public from the District 4 office's standpoint, we are making all preparations and are underway uh, planning for Uncle Sam Jam on July 3rd. So thank you, Council Chairman. Thank you, Councilman. Uh, Madam Clerk, on item number 14, please call the roll. Councilman Impostato. I, I, don't, I don't have any other than my joint with Councilman Banana. Councilwoman Van Frank. Yes, ma'am, if you could read them. Yes, ma'am. A resolution granting St. Christopher the Martyr Church to conduct a retirement celebration on Saturday, May 22, 21, from 5 p.m. until 8 p.m. at 3900 Derbingy Street in Metairie, provided all permits have been obtained. Is there any objection to that resolution being brought from the floor? We'll now open a public hearing regarding that resolution. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, note that no one has appeared. Councilwoman Van Vranken. for approval. Any objection to the adoption of the resolution brought forward and motion by Councilwoman Van Vranken, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. And a resolution granting Cleary Playground Booster Club to conduct a baseball softball jamboree on Friday, May 14, 2021, from 4.30 p.m. until 10 p.m., Saturday, May 15, 2021, from 8 a.m. until 10 p.m., and Sunday, May 16, 2021, from 8 a.m. until 10 p.m., provided all permits have been obtained. Any objection to that resolution being brought from the floor? 
We'll now open the public hearing regarding the resolution. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, note that no one has appeared. Any objection to the adoption of this resolution brought forward in motion by Councilwoman Van Franken, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. A resolution granting permission to Ideal Market 3805 Hesma Avenue, Metairie, Louisiana, to hold a Cinco de Mayo celebration on Wednesday, May 5, 2021, from 1 p.m. until 10 p.m., provided all permits have been obtained. Any objection to that resolution being brought from the floor? Now open the public hearing for that resolution. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, note that no one has appeared. Councilwoman Van Vranken. Move for approval. Any objection to the adoption of that resolution brought forward in motion by Councilwoman Van Vranken, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Councilman Edwards. Mm -mm, I don't have any for you. Right. Um, Councilman Bonanno. Yes, sir. A resolution expressing the opposition of the Jefferson Parish Council to the parish president's requirement that masks be worn when entering and in common areas of Jefferson Parish general government buildings. Is there any objection to that resolution being brought from the floor? We now open the public hearing regarding that resolution being brought from the floor. Mr. Alley, are you in favor or opposition? Uh, I'm in opposition, and I'm going to tell you why, Scott. First of all, back, in, back on July the 1st of last year, and I've, I've already had this conversation with the parish president at some prior meetings, we had a total of uh, positive cases in Justin Parish, 9,489. 9, As of today, we got 43,016. So I'll say it again. Either these face coverings was ineffective or there's something else behind what's going on. As far as the governor is concerned, as far as this issue, the local government should have, should have been able to use their discretion from day one. We don't need him telling every parish in this state what they got to do and what they can't do. What he should be doing is following the lead of Ron DeSantis in Florida and Greg Abbott in Texas and issuing an executive order banning vaccine passports in this state. And in case y'all don't know, y'all haven't heard about vaccine passports, his party, his socialist party up there in Washington is trying to ban people from going anywhere, even to the grocery store, unless they can show a passport showing where they've been vaccinated. This is not a communist country. This is, this is, this is the land of opportunity and freedom. But he hasn't come out and said he's dumping it in the lap of the legislature. Now, if he wants to do something, let him do that. I never agreed with these face coverings from day one. And I never wore any until I was forced to wear them to go to the store. And I've been tested five times and come back negative all five times. And I'm in the so-called high-risk group. There's a lot behind this thing, and then one day we're going to get the truth. Mr. Dell, let me ask you this. You yeah. came up and said you were opposed, but you are, for the record, you're opposed to the mask mandate, not the resolution of opposition. You're speaking in favor of the resolution. I'm speaking in favor of the opposition. I'm in favor of doing away with these face coverings altogether, Scott. So you are in favor I'm, of this resolution? That's right. I wasn't, I, wanted to make that clear. The, I wasn't in favor of this mask mandate from day one. 
hasn't done any good. What has it done? Except more divisiveness between the residents of all the local governments in the state of Louisiana. Anybody got any comments, any questions? Thank you. Thank you. Just for the record, so I understand this, because I took... Can you state your name again, please? Clayton Cangelosi. Uh, can you reread that reading of the the resolution so I understand it correctly because that's okay. It it's a council resolution that opposes the parish president's mask mandate in parish buildings and public places within the parish. Okay. All right. So, um, yes, I support that resolution because, of course, you guys knew that I sued the parish over this. Um, this is a overreach of power. Um, this is a public building. The, these buildings do not belong to you guys. They belong to the taxpayers. And so who are you guys to make you know, rules of what we can and can't do in our own buildings? It's like saying we come into your house and you got to wear a mask in your own house. These are our buildings. They belong to the people. And the choice should be up to the people. If you're sick, if you're scared, stay home. Period. You know, I, and I know they've scared so many people about this virus that if, if you look at somebody the wrong way, you're going to catch the virus. I mean, this is not the boogie boogie disease. It's, it's a hoax of what they're making it. Yes, the virus is real. People have died from it. But at the end of the day, this is no worse than the flu. Coronavirus has just mysteriously cured the flu. I've never heard of anybody this year catching the flu. I've, I don't wear a mask unless I'm forced to wear a mask, and I have high blood pressure. I'm a diabetic. I got, I mean, I got everything. I've had my intestines removed. I have a lot of issues. So I'm a very high-risk person, and yet I have never caught it. The mask don't work. Actually, my doctor said don't wear the mask because he's seeing that the, the, the causes and the effects of the mask are doing more harm than good. There's, there, there's a study out there, we've talked about it on our show, you hear my um, statistician and co-host come here and talk about it, that with the mass mandate, there, there's a study out there that says like 98 or 99% of the people that catch coronavirus are religious mask wearers. So that tells you right there, they don't work. So I support it. And, uh, you know, we, we need to move forward. We need to let people make decisions on, on our own and be big boys and big girls. You know, we need to start putting on our big boy pants and, wear, and let us make our own decisions. And if I do something that harms someone, then I should be personal responsible, responsible for it. We're, we're taking personal responsibility out of this and letting you guys take our responsibility for us. And that's not what this is, uh, our government was created for. Our government was created to, for, for you guys to serve us. We need to make our own decisions. That's all I have to say on that. Thank you. Anyone in favor or opposition to this resolution? Right, Madam Clerk, note that two people spoke in favor of the resolution. Councilman Bonanno, your motion. Well, before I move on, I just want to make a comment. Madam President, we want to have just have a respectful public conversation with you about what we believe, I think most of my colleagues believe, is a contradictory message that we're sending our public when we're allowing gymnasiums and uh, theaters and other crowded places to not have masks, but we tell them at the same time, when you come in a public building, you have to have one. Uh, I, I know my personal belief is, especially with children, uh, I fear for the long-term psychological impact that we're having on our kids today about it. And, and we're at the point now where anyone 16 years or older is free to get a vaccination. And we've been, had that, we've been at that point for over a month now. I think it, it now comes down to a matter of personal choice. If you're fearful of getting the COVID, vac the COVID um, illness, wear a mask. 
but I just worry about what, we're, what the message that we're sending to the public is very contradictory. So I ask you to take that into consideration. Councilman Pastada. <clears throat> Thank you, Council Chairman. Yeah, I, I uh, certainly respect the parish president's um, concern here, and I will say unequivocally, um, for the last 14 months, I don't believe there's been um, an order, a message, or anything conveyed by our parish president concerning any of the corona um, issues that was conveyed with anything other than her deep care for the safety of our community. And I think it's critical that our, the members of our parish understand that. Um, and, and I have the utmost confidence that our parish president has wanted the best for our parish, every resident in the parish, 100%, unequivocally. And should anyone suggest otherwise, uh, I would take them to task unequivocally on that. Um, nevertheless, I, I'm in favor of the resolution um, and believe that the mask mandate should be lifted across the board. Um, and, and granted, we don't have control over schools, uh, but I would, I would suggest uh, my personal opinion, if I had a vote that mattered, it would be lifted at the schools as well. Um, because as Councilman Bonanno indicated, I think there's a mixed message. Um, it's been stated publicly that uh, by our governor and otherwise that every building in, in more or less every building in the parish, state, or country is now safe to operate without a mask. So if, if one shell square, if a high rise uh, on causeway is able to operate with thousands of people coming in and out of it without masks, um, I don't believe there's a scientific basis to suggest our public buildings, our government parish buildings are any different. Um, there are opportunities if the, if the fear and concern of our employees is so substantial that um, they feel they, they need to take measures. I can appreciate that and respect that. Um, we've, unfortunately, the government has moved the ball over the course of the last 14 months. First, it was our numbers need to get down. Well, then once the numbers got down to a certain threshold, the same restriction stayed in place. So the ball got moved again. Uh, and we've had, I mean, this may be the third or the fourth resolution we've had on various restriction-related issues where, from my vantage point, the problem was that government, not at the local level but at the state level, uh, the, the ball kept getting moved. and The goal line kept getting moved. And um, at the end of the day, it was ultimately, well, once the vaccine's available, then the world can change. Well, the vaccine's now available. Not only is it available, but in Jefferson Parish, we're reporting every day hundreds, if not thousands, left over. <laughs> um, and, and so clearly it's, it's available to, uh, to our parish in masses. Um, so I believe if there's that much of a concern, that opportunity is available. Now, if someone chooses not to be vaccinated, I respect that wholeheartedly. That's everyone's personal opinion, but I don't think we can have it both ways. Uh, we can't, you know, we can't use the fear and the concern to, um, to put these measures in place and yet, um, say, well, what if a person doesn't want to get vaccinated? Well, the challenge is we're now putting restrictions on people coming in in our, our buildings, making it, and it's not a, look, it's, I don't think anyone that says wearing a mask is a major inconvenience or major deterrent, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. Nevertheless, 
it's still an additional restriction that we're imposing on the public to do business with the parish that is not going to exist in the remainder of the free market and once they leave our building. And I don't understand, uh, I don't believe there's a scientific connection that suggests that our parish building should be treated any differently than uh, private sector buildings. And so um, for those reasons, you know, I'm in, favor, I'm in favor of the resolution and believe that it should be lifted not just in on the parish buildings, but but anywhere, and I think it's time. It's time to move, move to the next to the next level, and um, and let people make our choice. And lastly, I'll say something that I've said repeatedly over the last 14 months. It is not my belief that government is the guarantor of the health of the citizens. I don't believe that. That's not. Uh, Ms. Babcock is clearly extraordinarily qualified uh, and sounds like an incredible hire for the parish in that respect. But nevertheless, we are not the guarantors of the health uh, of our community. Um, we are to be responsible, and I think we are responsible, And but we have to put, put this in the hands uh, and the free will and of, of our community and expect that they'll make the right decisions. So for those reasons, I'm, I'm in favor uh, and ask that, that I be recognized as a joint sponsor of this resolution. Thank you. Thank you, Council Chairman. Is there anyone else who would like to speak on this? Chairman. Councilman Edwards. I want to say, first of all, that I, like everyone else, want desperately to see us get through this, this awful pandemic that we've been dealing with for the last 14 months. We've all had to make some very difficult decisions, and I want to compliment our parish president on having made decisions that that weren't always popular, but I know they were what she always thought were the right decisions to be made. Uh, I would like very much for us not to have to have masks in our, in our uh, public buildings here in Jefferson Parish, but I firmly believe that the decision of whether to have those masks or not lies within the purview of the parish president. I think that it is a mistake for us not to support the actions of our parish president, who is shown to be so incredibly responsible during this time and I am not in favor of this resolution. Thank you, Councilman Edwards. Is there anyone else who'd like to speak? I'll just say um, that I know it, it has been and will continue to be a very personal decision for people to wear a mask or not, no matter what happens by what the state says or what your local government says. And that's certainly your right. And I would hope that as a society, I, I just anticipate people's tempers escalating in certain situations when they're confronted by people in masks or um, businesses that are enforcing mask mandates. And I just ask that people remain respectful of other people's personal decisions. We've been at this for 14 months or so now, and look where we've come. We, we got a, several vaccines that are being given to millions upon millions of Americans in 14 months. And that's pretty incredible. Um, I was vaccinated. I don't mind saying it. I had no side effects. And had I had the side effects, I would have thought it would have been worth it to do it, to be able to go back in public and to go to civic association meetings and do the things that we've been doing over these past few months, which have been great to see, by the way. The civic association meetings are starting to meet again in person, and people are starting to feel a little bit more comfortable as time goes on. But this is going to take time. It's been 14 months of mask wearing and getting used to a new normal. Now all of a sudden we're saying, all right, it's, it's okay to go back to just about what you were doing before, but not quite, but almost. So let's just take it slow, do it at your own pace, and be respectful of the people that aren't ready to make that move yet. And all that being said, 
I am in favor of this because, as I said in an article yesterday, I think it's time for adults to make adult decisions. And uh, we're to that point. We've gotten to uh, that level in our society. I think we're, we're capable of doing that after what we've been through in the past 14 months. Anyone else? Think of anything else. All right, so Councilman Bonanno, your motion. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. You are now. I appreciate this conversation, and I would like an opportunity to um, give you some backgrounds on my thoughts on this. Um, I hate that we're here. I never want to. Um, I never wanted to have any of my policy decisions on the operational side uh, be a, a subject matter of a vote at a council meeting um, and, and, a, and a split vote at that. So um, I, I will say that. Um, I'm happy to be where we are in the community. I, I'm, I'm, I think we should be celebrating um, the governor's announcement <clears throat> yesterday. I think, um, like I've said, with crawfish season and good weather and the lifting of mass mandates throughout the parish, I think it's something that we all should be happy about, and I'm happy about it. Uh, I separate my personal life from my professional life. In my personal life, since I've been vaccinated, I've looked at this very differently, and I've been enjoying time with friends, um, getting in larger groups, um, but I know the risk that I take in my personal life. I kind of know the people around me who have been vaccinated, who have not been vaccinated, and I can control those risks. And I am an adult, and I will control those risks in my personal life. I am um, on the operations side. The charter gives me, the parish president, the power to um, uh, run the, the administration uh, of this parish and the supervision of the 43 departments. So when I put that hat on, uh, I look at it differently. And I put myself in the shoes of an employee who maybe can make their own decisions in their personal life, but when they come to work, they're forced to earn their salary by greeting the public every day. Uh, that is their job. And if I'm that person and I put myself in that employee's shoes, I want everybody to wear a mask that has to greet me because while we're doing well on the vaccination efforts and we're doing everything we can going to people's homes homebound doing you know i have to valerie brolin and our team have really thought out the box and ways to get this vaccine out the fact remains that two out of three people still don't have the vaccine so if i'm an employee who has to greet the public on a daily basis go help people in the library that the spaces are tight um and maybe many employees are not happy about my decision but it is my job I believe it is my job by the charter to create a safe work environment for our employees. I don't just look at this from COVID when we got in office, and, and many of you might not know this because it was strictly on the administration side, but I saw it on the council side. One of the very first things I did was create sort of lack of a better word, a, a building police team to look and go to every building. And now we have a group of, of people who look at the health and safety from a risk point of view, from a liability point of view, from a security point of view, and we're doing that on all of our assets. So this is beyond COVID. I'm trying to create a safe work environment for our employees because I think that is my job. Um, I think of an elevator being packed, and we, we have all been in elevators where we have signs of four and people are going to get more. Being in an elevator with people who are um, not masked in crowded spaces, I don't think that's a good situation for us to be in, in as a parish. And we know how crowded those elevators can get. And as of recently, I hate to knock you know, general services, but as recently, some of you council members got stuck on an elevator. So not all the elevators are always working at all the time. Um, we have a workforce that is older than most workforces if you compare us um, to the rest of the parish. And we know that. And we, I was very sensitive to that fact early on in COVID, sending many people who were highly vulnerable, if they could, to go home and do their work to protect them. 
So this is not just from this staying consistent with the governor's order. He closed this, the state offices. It's not just to follow the governor's order. It's something I believe in, and I believe to make a, a healthy work environment for our people to where they're comfortable, where they have to earn their um, um, where they have to earn their salary. Um, I may be judged by historical standards. I, I've tried to keep the message simple. Um, I think, you know, um, the governor having to and the state having to look at every situation differently, whether it's a retail, restaurant, um, bar, uh, concert, indoor event, outdoor event, church. And at one time we had four different ratios of 75%, 50%, 25%. It's very confusing to try to match the activity with the risk. And I wasn't interested in putting something on top of that. So I have stayed consistent with the governor's order, not because I just um, – Part, partially because I knew the Louisiana Department of Health was advising him, but also because um, at a frail time for our community, emotionally difficult, economically difficult, some people grieving in our community, me adding more confusion to what would be a simple message would just make things much harder. And maybe I'll be criticized for that. Um, history may show. I don't know. That's for other people to decide. Um, I'm asking for the same opportunity to run our operations as any business owner in this parish has. Many businesses will continue to require their patrons to wear masks out of the safety for their employees, and that's what I'm trying to do. I completely appreciate that you are the governing authority of this parish, um, but I also feel like I have to do what's right by my employees, and so I hate, I hate that it came to this, but um, I will, you know, on the department side, be looking at, you know, if this passes, what we can still do to require uh, mass for the public to be greeting our employees. So um, we will, I guess, see uh, where the process goes from here. And you know personally how much um, we all want to work together. But I think at the end of the day, and I've had this conversation with, with you all, which I, I consider my friends, uh, we just don't um, match up on some of our COVID um, beliefs or our, um, just like many of our family members do, just some, like many of my dear friends, it's, we all know that. We, we just come from, we have different viewpoints, that, and, and certainly we, the different viewpoints make us feel that po public policy should be different as well. So I appreciate the conversation. Um, and I appreciate you allowing me to um, explain why um, we are going to, I signed the proclamation yesterday to stay consistent with the governor's orders, but also to keep our public, um, our parish buildings um, with a mass mandate. Thank you, Madam President. And Councilman Bonanno has already a motion to approve, so we know we have at least one objection. You can take a roll call vote, Madam Clerk. Councilman, I'm sorry, do you have something to say? To be unanimous to come from the floor. We approved it coming from the floor, but now. And, and I was going to ask the opportunity just to ask the parish question, uh, parish president, one question off of her remarks. If we could do that, I'd appreciate it. Sure. Just, oh, go ahead. But we, we, we already approved it to come from the floor, right? Yeah, already asked for any objection for it being brought from the floor. This would be to pass it or to deny it, right? I, I just, but go ahead. I just wanted to ask the parish president because part of what um, my colleague uh, Dominic Imposado uh, just talked about was that, you know, that sense that our businesses have of moving the goalposts and not exactly knowing how to plan for their lives. I know one of the things we talked about as recently um, yesterday, uh, Parish President, is the um, future of maybe parades in um, in Jefferson Parish. We still have some parading organizations that would like the opportunity to parade in 2021. I think the difficulty I know that I'm having is at what point do we um, 
how will we understand when you're going to be comfortable for parish employees to interact with the public um, at something like a parade? Obviously, if we hold a parade in Jefferson, we're going to have parish employees that have to participate, have to be there. If the vaccine is widely available, if we have vaccine left over, it's then hard to know um, how will we know when we can have our employees out again in the public. And so um, if, if there's a, you know, a, a point when you can give us some thoughts or express when that would be, that's, that's where I think some of the difficulty is coming in, just not knowing um, when is that point. Um, if the vaccine is now largely available and all of our employees have the opportunity to get it and should be vaccinated now, then, you know, when will that point come? I, I know personally for me, that would be helpful. I do very much, uh, having come from the administration, respect that, you know, our buildings uh, are administratively operated and you have the responsibility for that. So, again, just some clarity, I think, would help in, in moving forward. Councilwoman, throughout this event, we have not, um, other than the first mass mandate, which I did um, before the state did it, I have not gone stricter than the governor, even though that was my right to do so. So other than that first mandate I did, which I want to say started July 1st, but I feel like the state um, followed shortly a a thereafter. That is the only thing that I have been uh, more restrictive than the state has done, and it was a matter of days. Uh, we have supported every event that has been allowed um, under the state guidelines, um, and we will continue to do that. Uh, right now, I do not believe, I, I don't know that the state fire marshal, you mentioned to me you have a meeting with them. I don't know at that crowd of events, um, you know, but I feel comfortable that, again, we don't have a public health department, that the, the governor and his administration is relying on data from the LDH, which I do not get any data. I, I'll say it many times. I get the data on the dashboard when the rest of the public gets it, um, and I'm a data-driven person. So, um, so um, we have always supported every event and your events and, your, and, and the events that you have um, personally been involved in at the recreation, at the parks, um, if the state allowed it. And we will continue to do so. Okay. And I think actually that gives the clarity that I was looking for, because if the fire marshal and the regulations at the state level give us guidance that we can do those events, so that gives us clarity uh, about moving forward on them. I appreciate that. Anyone else? Councilman Lee. Just real quickly. Madam President, we do appreciate and respect your position on this matter. I think one of the great things about this new council and this administration is we can agree to disagree, but continue to have a great work relationship. So I just want to thank you for that and, and move forward. I, I don't know what, okay, we'll wait for the vote and then I'll. Well, <laughs> the other Councilman Lee, go ahead. What I'm, I just want to have some clarity on, I believe the resolution eliminates the needs for the public to come in, but it doesn't eliminate uh, uh, the ability for you to, um, have parish employees wear masks does it i i i'm just hearing about the resolution it was just i i can't say i um i knew it was coming um i, don't, I believe the resolution I, I don't know the, but but my, the, the transaction that i'm trying to to protect you know if we're gonna make i i want you know the public can come in and speak to one of our employees, and that's the one interaction they have with a, a person that they don't know a day. The employee sitting there might have many interactions with the public a day. It's not an even exchange, you know. So if you're an employee who has to deal with the public a day, you're dealing with members of the public, different members of the public at volumes at different days. Look at this GGB building and watch who, who comes in with our court system here and everything. It's different members every day at high volumes. Um, so I'm trying to just protect the interaction. So if, if we're going to, I believe the public should be masked to interact with our public employees. I would like to give that um, protection to our public employees. And our, 
hence our public employees should also be masked. So certainly, you know, I could work with you all and I believe the general services in the buildings that I closed during hurricanes under an emergency proclamation are under my purview. The attorneys might tell me differently, and, and if depending on the vote, we'll have to research that. Certainly, I'm happy to work with general services to, to have um, JPSO or Gretna Police allow you through without a mask. I'm not trying to do anything to your staff. If that's your choice, as you want to run your shop, I can respect that. You all can come through without a mask. Your staff can come through without a mask without question. Um, I'm just asking for, again, the same um, protection that a business owner in Jefferson Parish would be able to um, if they believe, and, and, and businesses are going to fall on one side or the other on this, on the operational side of this house, which is my responsibility. Um, look, we've had four employees die of COVID. I don't know if they contracted it at work. I don't know if they contracted it at home. But it's something that is on my mind and has been on my mind constantly. So, um, again, I'm just trying to create the safest situation for the workplace. It's something that I believe in. It's something that I believe, you know, and if, if um, the attorneys tell me that I can't do it, then I can't do it. But um, this is my strong belief, and I wanna, I, I've been true to myself throughout this COVID, and I, I want to remain that way. So if, if the attorneys tell me that... Um, you all want to take away my emergency proclamation, what this resolution means. I don't know the process. I will certainly respect the process, but my mind um, remains the same. Yeah, I don't think this does that, but uh, Councilman Impostato maybe can elaborate, or Councilman Bonanno, on the specifics. I mean, I, I can speak from my intention, which has nothing to do with whether or not the parish president has the authority to tell her employees to wear a mask or not. I'm talking specific, and I, and I felt like the language does that and limits it to the restriction on the public entering those parish buildings. So um, that's, and I would agree. I don't believe, uh, I don't believe that it is the council's uh, purview or authority uh, to address the specific employment practices within the administration. Um, what I'm talking about, and I do believe if it is, it is intended to usurp the emergency proclamation as it relates to the public access to the building. So that's for my intentions. I'll make that quite clear as to what my intentions and belief is and where my position has come from. Whether or not parish employees, you know, I mean, I, I agree. The, the employee at McDonald's is required to do what the person who owns that McDonald's <laughs> says in terms of wearing a mask or not. Whether or not we're going to tell, prevent the public from having access to our facilities uh, due to a mass mandate, that's that's my issue, and that was that's where my vote ca is cast, or why my vote is cast as it is. Councilman Banana, to be clear, it does not take any action to end the uh, current state of emergency. I'm sorry. It does not take any action to end the current state of emergency. It's a request on behalf of the council for you to consider our position. That's all. Anyone else? I think that's everybody. Now, roll call vote, Madam Clerk. Councilman Impostato. In favor. Yay. Councilwoman Van Rankin. In support. Councilman Edwards. Councilman Bonanno. Yes. Councilman Lee. Yes. Councilman Walker. Yes. Councilman Template. Yes. And the resolution, the vote passed. Passes by a 6-1 margin. Thank you, everyone, for your comments and public comment as well. All right, take a deep breath, and now we'll move on to our uh, consent agenda one. 
Oh, I'm sorry. We still have more resolutions. We spent so much time there, I forgot we have more floor resolutions. We do have a few more floor resolutions. We're not done there yet. Madam Clerk, who's next? Councilman Lee. Yes, sir. A resolution nominating Dr. Rachel Spears, Carl Prevost, and Karen Dickerson to the Board of Directors for West Jefferson Holdings, LLC, pursuant to the CEA and Master Lease Agreement dated October 1, 2015, by and among Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District Number 1 and West Jefferson Holdings, LLC, Louisiana Children's Medical Center, and Children's Hospital of New Orleans, Council District 3. Is there any objection to that resolution being brought from the floor? We now open a public hearing regarding that resolution being brought from the floor. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, note that no one has appeared. Councilman Lee? Moved. Any objections to the adoption of the resolution brought forward in motion by Councilman Lee, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Councilman Walker? I have none. Councilman Templet? I believe I have one. Yes, sir. A resolution expressing the opposition of the Jefferson Parish Council to Senate Bill Number 226 of the 2021 regular session of the Louisiana Legislature and requesting the members of the Jefferson Parish Legislative Delegation to oppose Senate Bill Number 226. You want to speak on that? Yeah, and Go just ahead. a note on this, just so y'all all aware of uh, this is Senate Bill 226, uh, which actually creates a new taxing district. That includes Jefferson Parish to where it would uh, include Jefferson Parish, New Orleans, St. Bernard, and St. Charles uh, to another one cent sales tax that would impact our citizens to help pay is what the, uh, it bill states is to help pay off share of 100 year hurricane protection that the federal government paid for after Hurricane Katrina. And um, I, I don't think this is fair that Jefferson Parish and just this region should uh, have to pay the sales tax for that as a whole and subject to all our citizens uh, in other regions. And this is introduced by our, a representative from a different part of the state. Uh, and truly, uh, this is taxation without representation because we're not putting it to the vote of the people to see if they would like to pay this or not. Okay, thank you. Is there any objection to the resolution being brought from the floor? All right, we're now opening the public hearing regarding that resolution. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, note that no one has appeared. Councilman Templet, your motion. Any objection to the adoption of the resolution brought forward in motion by Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. And I've completed the roll. All right, that is all for that. Now we can move on to Consent Agenda 1 and items... 15 through 49, is there any objection to the adoption of items 15 through 49 in Globo, minus 19 and 20, which will be amended, and number 43, which Chairman Walker will abstain from, on motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item number 19 with amendments, please, Madam Clerk. A resolution authorizing the advertisement for sealed bids to construct a fishing pier and kayak launch at Park Day for Me in accordance with specifications and designating this project as sales tax exempt for the Recreation Department, Council District 1. And the amendment is as follows. Um, to that 
all costs associated with the advertisement of this project derived from account number 446-70-4014-7540-46919.002. Are there any objections to the amendments being brought from the floor? Councilman Edwards, your motion on the amendments? Any objection to the adoption of the resolution as amended? A motion of Councilman Edwards, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Number 20 with amendments, please, Madam Clerk. A resolution authorizing the advertisement for sealed bids for clearing and filling land and for the construction of an information center at Park Day for Me in accordance with specifications in designating this project as sales tax exempt, Council District 1. And and the amendment is as follows, that all costs associated with the advertisement of this project de are derived from account number 446-70-4014-7540-46919.001. Any objection to the amendments being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Councilman Edwards, your motion on the amendments? Any objection to the adoption of the resolution as amended? A motion of Councilman Edwards, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. That takes us to Consent Agenda 2 now. And is there any objection to the adoption of items 50 through 91 minus item 80, which will be amended, in Globo on motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. So now we go to item 80, Madam Clerk, with amendments. A resolution authorizing the attached CEA between the Parish of Jefferson and the City of Kenner for use of the Parish's Arborist, Council Districts 3 and 4. And the amendment is to the existing Section 2 stating that no money be expended under this agreement and replaced it with the line from the contract with um, the transfer or expenditure of public funds or property is not a gratuitous donation. Any objection to the amendment being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Councilman Impostato, your motion on the amendments? Motion to approve. Any objection to the adoption of the resolution as amended? A motion of Councilman Impostato, seconded by Councilman Lee. Hearing none, so ordered. Now to item 92, please, on the addendum agenda, Madam Clerk. These are uh, one through, well, let's, let me start at the top here. See if I can read my own notes. Is there any objection to the adoption of addenda, addendum agenda items 1 through 18 in Globo minus 16, which is to be deferred, number 13, which was already handled, and number 5, which will be canceled? Okay. Um, number 5, I was... I had a note from Council District 5 to cancel number 5. Oh, okay. Okay. I guess I should have let you know. <laughs> okay. Now you know. I got it. Okay, so any objection? Do I have to reread it again? <laughs> okay, I'll read it one more time. Is there any objection to the adoption of addendum agenda item numbers 1 through 18 in Globo, minus 16, which is to be deferred, 13, which was already handled, and number 5, which will be canceled? On motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. And now we go to item 16 with the amendment, Madam Clerk. Okay, item 16, 
got deferred. It was supposed to I'm be. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're right. So, so now we're to item 19 on the addendum agenda. Yes, sir. Uh, Special districts. A resolution accepting the donation of a 2001 Pierce Telesquirt fire truck from the Fire Protection District Number 5 of the Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana, to Fire Protection District Number 9 of the Parish, State of Louisiana, Council Districts 1 and 2. Councilman Edwards, your motion. Any objections to the adoption of the resolution? A motion of Councilman Edwards, seconded by Councilman Bonanno. Hearing none, so ordered. Number 20, please, Madam Clerk. A resolution declaring a 2001 Pierce Telesquirt fire truck owned by Fire Protection District Number 5 of the Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana, no longer needed for public purposes, and authorizing the donation of said fire truck to Fire Protection District Number 9 of the Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana, Council Districts 1 and 2. Councilman Edwards, your motion. Any objection to the adoption of the resolution? A motion of Councilman Edwards, seconded by Councilman Bonanno. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, number uh, 20 again, please, Madam Clerk. A resolution declaring a 1990 Pierce Telesquirt fire truck owned by Fire Protection District Number 5 of the Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana, no longer needed for public purposes, and authorizing the donation of said fire truck to the Parish of Jefferson for use by the Jefferson Parish Fire Training Center, Council District 2. Councilman Bonanno? Move for approval. Any objection to the adoption of the resolution on motion of Councilman Bonanno, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Number 21, please, Madam Clerk. A resolution accepting the donation of a 1990 Pierce Telesquirt fire truck from Fire Protection District Number 5 of the Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana, to the Parish of Jefferson, Council District 2. Councilman Bonanno? Any objection to the adoption of the resolution on motion of Councilman Bonanno, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Number 22, please. That was 22. I'm sorry. <laughs> Back to uh, the regular agenda. And uh, 93 is going to be canceled, Madam Clerk. Uh, is there any objection to the cancellation of item 93, a motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Item 94, please. A resolution replacing the representative of the Kenner Police Department to the 911 Advisory Board. Councilman Template. Any objection to the adoption of the resolution on motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. There is no new business, no status reports. So now before we can get this in before executive session, we'll move to persons appearing before the council on special subject matters. Anyone who would like to do so has three minutes to speak and should fill out a request to speak card at the back of chambers. Please say your name and address for the record, please. Al Morella, 4260 East Oil Drive, 5th District, Kenner, 4th District, Unincorporated, Jefferson, 49 years. Campaign contribution from the last meeting, $181,981. Top five benefactors, Councilman Bonanno, Councilman Lee, Councilman Edwards, Parish President Lee Shang, and Councilman Template. Uh, China virus numbers, total tests done as of yesterday, 6,954,670. Positive cases, 388,000. 344 negative cases, 6,566,326 recoveries, 456,884. Now, I want to first of all express my appreciation to the council on that vote concerning these uh, face covering mandates. 
Now, I want to look Paris President directly in the face, Paris President Lee Shang. I have no doubt, Paris President, that your motives and your decisions were sincere. I don't think the people in Baton Rouge were sincere at all. And I'm going to say this to you. We're getting bits and pieces of what the truth may be somewhere down the line. We may get the whole truth. Now I find out that every positive test that was turned in concerning this virus around the country, whoever the firms was who was conducting these tests was paid anywhere from $18,000 to $30,000. And I can tell you something else, Paris President Lee Shang. If the science would have been followed, the, we wouldn't have had the multitude of suffering and the losses of people's businesses that we have. And I believe, and I believe from day one, the only science that was followed, that was involved in this whole thing, is political science. That's the only science. And why do I say that? Because the CDC said 5% of all the deaths in this country was directly related to this virus. The other 95% underlying health condition. I agree with what Councilman Impostato had to say on this issue, and I agree with Councilman Scott Walker. Now, I want to say this concerning the school board. This is the this is the, the most incompetent bunch of people I've ever seen in one place in all my 75 years on this earth. Ten seconds, Mr. Now, they should be worrying about how we rank last in this country in education in this state instead of worrying about names on schools being offensive. The thing they forgot along the way, the schools wasn't built for their unions, the schools wasn't built for their lawyers, and the schools wasn't built for their administrators. These schools were built for our kids. And somewhere along the line, they forgot that message. Time's expired, Mr. They're incompetent, and I think the entire school board needs to be replaced from the superintendent down. Thank you, sir. Anybody got any comments, any questions? I do, Council Chairman. Yes, sir. I was just going to say, I think my tie would match your coat and shirt today. I'll lend it to you if you ever want it for next meeting. I got one like it, Councilman. There you go. The re reason I don't wear ties, I haven't been able to find a diamond stick pin yet. Once I find a diamond stick pin, I'll start wearing them ties. Office open. <laughs> Thank you. Anybody got anybody else? Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Al. Two great minds that think alike. <laughs> Good afternoon. My name is Clayton Cangelosi. Um, just here, I uh, want to address uh, real quick. Um, uh, you guys might have received this subpoena, but I'm going to give you guys a copy anyway. Here's one for the parish president. Uh, Jefferson Parish Council Scott Walker, uh, Jefferson Parish Councilman Byron Lee, and he should get to because he's being sued as a council member and as in person. Um, and the parish, uh, we got the parish attorney there. So, reason why I'm going this matter with this whole lawsuit is because you guys allowed this man to commit a crime. And I'm still calling for his arrest. We have investigations. You can laugh all you want. I'm not playing. You know, it's not funny, Byron Lee. So, so it's, it's not funny. And so at the end of the day, this dictator is going to pay for his consequences of what he's done to the courts. And it's cost the people of this parish, the people of this parish money. 
And he needs to resign immediately. He thinks it's a big joke like every Democrat is out there. A typical Democrat. He thinks it's a joke. Point of, point of, point of order, Council Chairman. I think political discussion is prohibited and uh, in this public meeting. So. It's not political. This is, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm so, sorry. I, I have a point of order, and I believe it's got to be maintained in the council chambers. And so Keep at, it on subject, please, Mr. Kendallos. Well, this is part of the subject. So at the end of the day... He committed, he did abuse of power. He abused his power. I have a room full of stuff that's getting ready to be dropped off at his office that he's buying that I spent, and it will get dropped off. I will make sure it's dropped off at his office. And, you know, abuse of power is in the form of malfeasance in office, which in Louisiana, it's a crime. He committed malfeasance of office. He sat in that seat and took revenge against me. And I will not let this go. Enough is enough. And I will make sure his opponent that runs against him gets the commercial I'm running right now on WGSO against him. And Council Chairman, I'm going to ask that the rules of order be, be enforced, both in terms of decorum before the tribunal as well as political discussion. He continues to go into that, and I believe it's impermissible um, in the council chambers in a public. Well, it may, it's, it's, at the you have 25 seconds to wrap it up, please. At, Mr. The, at the end of the day, this is what the people need to know. This man abused his power. He used his seat to abuse his power. Y'all may disagree, agree or disagree. At the end of the day, he is going to be held responsible, and every one of you guys are going to be held responsible. The parish president is going to be held responsible because you got what you guys did was you allowed him to commit a crime. You allowed him to take revenge against me. Thank you. Your time has expired, Mr. Kangelosi. Go ahead, Mr. Lee. Uh, thank you for coming up, Mr. Cangelosi. Let me be perfectly clear. There are five council districts. There's five council districts. You did not get your project approved other than in mine. Let's be very clear. I'm the only council member who is allowing you, okay, to uh, uh, perform and sell uh, uh, what you were attempting to sell. And so I want you to understand that just as other council district members decided not to, I did. So now you have a right to do whatever you do, and I certainly don't have any fear of reprisal due to legal remedies that you're seeking. Doesn't bother me one bit. But as, as a citizen, you have a right. But in the in the interest of fairness, I have no fear about politics. I have no fear about you supporting any other candidates is your right. I'm not scared. So you can come here to every meeting and you can say all of this stuff, but it doesn't bother me. And yes, I smile. Yes, I laugh, because at the end of the day, you got to stand on your two legs and I have to stand on mine. And I stand behind the fact that I was the one who attempted to support you in your endeavor. So let's let's be clear. Let's be clear. I was the one who was supporting you in your endeavor. All right. All right. At the end of the day, I want to I want to clarify this real quick. And I know my time's up. But yeah, I 30 seconds to respond. The the actual mandate, the law, well, the, not law, ordinance states that for this permit to take place, it has to go before a resolution. The only way a resolution can get brought before the floor is if a council member in that district brings it before the floor. He denied due process. When he Yes, he brought it to the floor, and yes, he allowed it to, to get passed. But then when I told him that, and I, I told him, who are you? Because again, who are you to allow me? This is not your job to allow me to do anything. It's 
Okay, wrap it up, Mr. Cantalos. Five, six, seven's job. Uh, not you as a person. You are not my dictator. That's all, sir. I Thank am, you. I am an individual councilman who represents a district who happens to be a Democrat. Now, if you have a problem with that, that's your problem. It has nothing to do with Democrat. It has everything to do with you took revenge on me. Okay, thank you. And now, Madam Clerk, uh, we'll move to executive session. Can you read item number four, please? A resolution authorizing the council to go into executive session is authorized by Louisiana Revised Statute 46, colon 1073B to discuss and or develop marketing strategies and strategic plans for Jefferson Parish Hospital and Health Services District Number 2. Is there any objection to the adoption of that resolution? A motion of Councilwoman Van Franken, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so order. We are now in executive session. All I know is. Well, I, I'm putting my. You know, I mean, but.
right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, the meeting is back in session now that we've concluded executive session. Madam Clerk, can you please read the items from executive session, please? That's a double please. <laughs> oh, here you go. Sorry about that. There you go. A resolution accepting the attached independent accountant's report with RSM US LLP, a certified public accounting firm, which examined the closing statement as defined in the asset purchase agreement by and among Louisiana's Children's Medical Center, LCMC Health Holdings Incorporated, and Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District Number 2, Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana, doing business as East Jefferson General Hospital, dated February 27, 2020. Council District 5. Any objections to the adoption of that resolution on motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Sorry. Any objection uh, on that resolution coming from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. And now any objection to the adoption of that resolution from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. On motion by Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Next one, please. A resolution approving the Third Amendment to the <laughs> Asset Purchase Agreement by and among Louisiana Children's Medical Center, LCMC Health Holdings Incorporated, and Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District Number 2, Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana, doing business as East Jefferson General Hospital, Section 2.8 B and C, post-closing adjustment to estimated assumed indebtedness and estimated working capital to change the period for the district to respond to LCMC's closing statement from May 27, 21 to April 29, 2021. Council District 5. Any objections to that resolution coming from the floor? Hearing none, any objection to the adoption of that resolution? A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. And now you all might as well get comfortable for a couple more minutes because we have a lot to read into summary. Um, this is a summary uh, ordinance that's going to require um, a unanimous approval. An ordinance to amend ordinance. Hang on a second, Ms. Eula. Y'all, this is a little bit different. Can y'all uh, pay attention and sit down, please? Just, we have to, we need some unanimous approval for these. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's not the, the normal end of meeting. <laughs> An ordinance to amend ordinance number 4074, the personnel rules for the classified service of Jefferson Parish to revise rule 7, section 5.32. And this requires unanimous vote. Any objection to the adoption of that item being read into summary? A motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. And this um, summary ordinance requires a unanimous uh, approval. An ordinance to amend Chapter 27, Article 5, Division 2, Section 27-196 of the Code 
to clarify the service for consolidated waterworks district number one with respect to deposits for newly established accounts and for floating meters and application for water installation and service payment of fees and deposits that's it okay um, that's it okay uh, any objections that summary ordinance being brought from the floor hearing none so ordered any objection to the adoption of that item read into summary? A motion of Councilman Temple is seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. This requires a unanimous approval. An ordinance to amend Chapter 2, Administration, Article 7, Finances, Contracts, Purchases, and Sales, Division 8, General Liability Claims Procedure to create Section 2-1015, Assessing Collection Account Resolution Fee of the Code, of ordinance of Jefferson Parish. Okay. Any objections to that summary ordinance being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Any objections to the adoption of that item read into summary? A motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. And this is the last um, summary ordinance that requires a unanimous vote. An ordinance prohibiting parking on the Edenbourne Avenue side of 3600, 3601, 3612, and 3616 Edenbourne Avenue and Edenbourne Avenue side of 3544 Allen Street in compliance with section 3630 of Jefferson Parish Code of Ordinances, Council District 5. Any objections to that summary ordinance being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Any objection to the adoption of that item read into summary? A motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Now these can be read. An ordinance submitted under docket, a resub of lot D, square B, Highland Acres subdivision, resub of lot 6B and 28A, square 10, East Bank subdivision, resub of lot 3, square E, Bolac subdivision, resub of lots 29A, 29B, 30A, and 30B in alleyways 29A, 29B, W, and 30A, 30B, W, square 84, Bonneville Place subdivision. Resub with the dedication of a servitude of lots X and 4, Ledger 4, Shea Plantation subdivision. Amending the official zoning map for certain lots or portions of lots front fronting Hector Avenue and Iona Street between Frisco Avenue and Avenue A, more particularly amending the zoning from C1 to R1C and R2. Districts with OMNCD, Old Metairie Neighborhood Conservation District overlay over a portion. Approving the request submitted under docket number SP1321 for a variance to the sign regulations for Regions Bank located at 4400 Veterans Boulevard on lot Z2 square U2 Pontchartrain Garden subdivision an ordinance under docket number CU121 amending this special permitted use approved under docket number FL118 ordinance 25623 to reconfigure the location of structures and tanks on site, no new additional tanks at a motor control center and two truck loading racks at the International Matex Tank Terminals, Avondale facility located at 2750 U.S. Highway 90. An ordinance under docket number CU321 amending a site plan previously approved under docket number FOD 
119 Ordinance 25762 for West Wego Sports Complex, Alario Sports Complex, to reconfigure the location of six multi-purpose fields with associated dugouts, bleachers, and buildings at 10205 La Boulevard. An ordinance revoking and declaring a portion of Lumar Road right-of-way adjacent to 2711 Varden Avenue, Lot 10, Square 1, Holmes Park, Number one subdivision no longer needed for a public purpose and authorizing a sale to the adjacent property owners for the appraised value of $27,600. An ordinance amending section 36162 of the code to add the entire length of Home Place Drive to the schedule of streets on which trucks, trailers, buses, and commercial or business vehicles are prohibited from parking. An ordinance declaring a portion of South Kenner Avenue in Wagman from approximately 1,200 feet north of U.S. Highway 90 and extending to the Southern Pacific Railroad no longer needed for a public purpose, authorizing its transfer to the adjacent owner. An ordinance approving the transfer to Unity National LLC of the non-exclusive franchise granted by the Parish of Jefferson to McLeod USA Telecommunication Services LLC in to install fiber optic cable in the public rights of way of Jefferson Parish as provided in and governed by Chapter 35.5 of the Code and the current and future permitting procedures of the Parish of Jefferson. Approving the transfer to DirecTV LLC of the non-exclusive franchise granted by the Parish of Jefferson to Bell South Communications Inc. doing business as AT&T Louisiana to construct, maintain, and operate its U-verse video service in connection with an integrated inter internet protocol enabled broadband platform of voice, data, and video services within the public rights-of-way of Jefferson Parish as provided in and governed by Chapter 35.5 of the Code and the current and future permitting procedures of the parish. An ordinance adding the fines hearing costs imposed by the administrative hearing officer pursuant to LSA revised statute 13 colon 2575 and the parish ordinance section 2.5-1 at SEC for buildings, dwellings, and other structures which have become derelict and presented a <clears throat> presented a danger to the health and welfare of the residents of Jefferson Parish under sections 19-46 at SEC of the Code to the annual Avalorum tax bills. An ordinance adding the demolition and removal charges for buildings, dwellings, and other structures which have become derelict and presented a danger to the health and welfare of the residents of Jefferson Parish under section 19-53 of the Code of Jefferson Parish to the annual Avalorum tax bills. Authorizing a non-exclusive cable franchise agreement to Etel Video LLC doing business as Etel to provide services in unincorporated Jefferson Parish. An ordinance amending the Chapter 22 regarding sales from temporary stands or vehicles and to provide for related matters. Uh, an ordinance amending the 2021 operating budget of Jefferson Parish an ordinance amending the 2021 capital budget of Jefferson Parish. And that's all of the items I have to read into summary. Could you repeat those, please? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Eula. Take a breath. Is there any objection to the adoption of the items read into summary? A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Any objections to the motion to adjourn by all council members present? Hearing none, so ordered. This meeting is adjourned. Thank you.